Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Thursday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. We are back, folks. AM 1600 is back online, and I couldn't uh, be happier about it. It has been a hell of a week. Uh, I guess everyone uh, isn't really noticing because I'm not letting it uh, impact me uh, very much. I don't know. You, you, you sort of uh, figure out ways to start rolling with the punches all the time. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Don't forget, you can download our apps uh, directly at rockoftalk.com, uh, as well as abq.fm and rockoftalk.tv. It's all right there, folks. It's uh, just that easy, and you can watch us live as well. d Dowd Muska here for the fun of a Thursday afternoon, last Thursday of 2021, going into 2022. New Year's uh, Eve Eve? Um, I don't know. It's an, In many ways, for me, I think it's just like another day. Hmm. You know, I really, you know, it's a Thursday. It's a Friday. It's just churning and churning and churning. Highways are empty. Oh, I'm sorry. Out here. Freeways are empty, in my experience. <laughs> Wex this morning, packed. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Everyone thinks that they deserve a break right now. And um, I don't know. I want to start, uh, before we get to Ghislaine Maxwell and all the news there, which we have to address, uh, I think is super important because I've, I've been talking about it for a while, as you know, Dowd. I mean, you, mm-hmm. I mean, how long have I been you know, on the case, so to speak. And uh, yet we still have the uh, for sale sign in front of Zorro Ranch out uh, out there. Uh, she gets uh, claimed as guilty. Uh, five of six counts will be likely serving the rest of her life now that we get into details. And I'm getting written about in the DailyMail.UK today. So we're going to jump into that uh, because they literally lifted my interview off of YouTube and replayed the entire thing. Uh, essentially wrote wrote it out. We're going to talk about why that's important now. How the New Mexico news cycle, I have floor plans, I have all the information, I kept my mouth shut about it, thought that I was, they said, they asked me, please don't talk about it because you get, could get called a, as a witness in all this, given that you have floor plans and you can identify some of the pieces. And now here we are, we sit and, you know, KRQE, KOB, you know, KOB, a former mayoral candidate has all the plans, has spoken to the people in the province that they don't want to talk to him about it. They do not want to talk to me about it. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about my thoughts on that. I could spend the entire day on uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Now let's get to uh, D. Dowd Muska. Dowd walked in and made the claim. Oh, here we go. <laughs> he made a claim. And to me, uh, <laughs> Dowd is not who I would consider the happiest guy I know. <laughs> Let's be frank here. You know, he is not the happiest guy I know. But Dowd, interestingly enough, made a claim that this could be his best year ever or one of his best years. I, I did ever. say that. I did say that. And I got to say, and I, I think it. I think we all want to know what you know. Dowd, why? What makes what makes Dowd Dowd? What makes uh, Dowd tick today? I, I, I got to know. What what is it that was so good? I did reel off a couple of reasons, but I think maybe maybe you were you were working on something else and you didn't. No, I, I wanted to do this on live. Okay, I, mean, I okay. think I think it's important because I think when everybody else seems to be down, finding something to complain about, uh, you know, you're just churning every <laughs> single day. You, at four o'clock, you're you're on you're on schedule. You know, you're you're constantly meeting deadlines. I, a lot of people have really gotten to know you 
You have a relationship with many people. I do. I you do. know, now you. I even uh, get Christmas cards at you, the studio. <laughs> you have a life. You have everything here. So, Dowd, how did this become the best year ever? Uh, I well, I, I I probably am committing blasphemy against 2004 when my beautiful little baby boy nephew was born. That probably was the absolute best year of my life. Although there were a lot of other problems going on at the time. I don't. He 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 had to compensate for a lot of liabilities on the ledger. Um, I'm healthy. I feel probably I might be the healthiest I've ever been. Okay. I that's, like that. that's you know when you don't have your health i've been i've been through some rough health problems in my life and it, it just sucks everything in your life down to a level of absolute despair um i start every day with dogs my dog my two girls are healthy and happy i was with them this morning i, I take care of a lot of other people's dogs in in corrales professionally i have more freedom and ability to pursue my interests that i think also coincide with this media a- outlet and the readers and the listeners of, and the watchers so I, people watch us on tv um someone sent me an email the other day they were or twitter that they were laughing that i fell out of my chair when harry reed died um i think i, I don't remember jumped, falling out of jumped. it i remember leaping out yeah, of my leaping. chair yeah. um but anyway so things are pretty good you know financially i've been horrendously poor my whole life things are kind of some of those problems are starting to go away i'm starting to solve some of those and I can maybe look forward to maybe a little more stability financially. Uh, I'm actually in the private sector for the first time, the for-profit private sector, which is uh, very interesting. A, a young man in New Mexico helped me uh, achieve that uh, position about a year and a half ago. So, yeah, things are pretty good. And I, I hate to be happy at a time when there's so much misery out there. But um, I've had enough misery and guilt in my life. And it, as I turn 5-0 in the new year, uh, many, many months into the new year, many, many months into the new year, uh, maybe I finally structured things where I'm not miserable all the time and I can actually be satisfied and content with some things and maybe even look forward to things even getting better or at least staying stable and, 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 and okay. uh, uh, fl- flourishing, you know, human flourishing, doing what you want, having the purpose, having the relationship, passion, purpose, uh, for direction. me, it would be having dogs in my life. Yeah. You know, we, we are, we need those four or five key ingredients in, in our lives. And when we don't, when we are missing most of those life can be pretty crappy. So, um, yeah, Eddie, I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty well and I'm not having no complaints. Well, I gotta say, uh, that's the best news I've heard all year. Uh, it means wow. a lot because, and I uh, know you mean it. Yeah. No, I, and it really is like seeing that you're happy. And I think everybody, there's a new word for me that I didn't have. You know, I think people uh, can be destroyed by their own actions oftentimes. And one of the things that I was not able to have was joy in my life. I have not had joy, real, true joy in my life for years. I mean, I want to say a good eight years, maybe nine years. You know, you, you have a tendency to fall into, I think, trappings that you think that might make you happy or that might make you joyous and they, they truly don't you know in fact they they make you feel an incredible amount of misery and you have no idea that you're you're in that misery um you know i think there's things that we do to ourselves so uh, uh, doubt has had a even year consistent year i have peaceful year um, a year without ups and downs. And during this time, you know, all the time, I will say my, you know, on-air partner here has allowed me to go through some real ebbs and flows. I would say 2021 was a really good year for me um, because it helped me achieve and realize a certain level of 
direction that I that I didn't have before by going through things that I needed to go through and fight the fights that I needed to fight. One in particular uh, was the fight against Michelle Lujan Grisham. I've been doing that fight before Dowd came and jumped on board. We started the Impeach MLG. Um, and I, I got to say, if you're a hater of mine, I love you. I absolutely love you. You have made me so much stronger. And in any way that you've come at me, it's just been more and more and come at my people and come at my uh, my my Albuquerque uh, listeners and my my residents and, and listeners up north. If you've come after them, we have fought for them all the way through. And I, I realize, like, I am really battle-tested and hardened in all this. And I am extremely resilient. I mean, even to this day, just getting the radio station back up, it's just like, just keep piling it on. What's next? What's next? So first, hey, thank you, Michelle Lujan Grisham, for doing what you've done. We have proven as of today, now that it's states' rights and individual states will now be making their own individual decision, we have beat the science. We have absolutely beat the science on this. And my impeach MLG, which a lot of people say, well, you can't do it, you can't do it, you have to do online. like, BS. BS. We did the research. We got the attorney to draft up the MLG impeachment proceeding. I don't have Mark Ronchetti's signature. I don't. I'll, the only two people I have on there, I believe, are Greg Zanetti's signature. And I think I might have either Jay Block and or Karen Bedoni. Okay, those are the only. If you haven't signed and you're vaxxed, there's no way... Even in a general election, I'm going to pledge to you today that you will not get my support. You will not. Okay? Michelle Lujan Grisham has done our state dirty. Okay? And we had to fight back the entire time. And if you weren't with us during this time that we were fighting back, sayonara to you. 2022, for me and you, has nothing to do with us together. We, the people of New Mexico, are signing the recall petition for the express purpose of removing the governor, Lujan Grisham. By the way, all you people down south who started your own ridiculous petition and you didn't sign this one have nothing to do with you. For malfeasance, specifically the governor has intentionally either personally or caused others under her direction to having been dishonest, acted illegally, and knowingly exceeded her authority, which she has, interfered or denied the public their constitutionally guaranteed rights, which she has crossed over. Not just that, but her president, President Joe Biden, the governor or her agents have lied and intentionally misled the public about the current state of affairs, effects, and public health threat of the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. We now know, we now know that the vaccine has made things worse. We know, we now know that the lockdown has made things worse. Go to impeachmlg.com, print it out, send it in immediately has intentionally overstated the dangers of the virus. Yes, we know that. That is. Does that hold up? I think that held up pretty well. And denied the citizens many of their rights and privileges under the United States Constitution. Lack transparency in how the state of New Mexico has directed the hospital medical systems to treat infected patients. Yes, guilty of that. Allowed obvious threats to the public to transpire, including importing additional infected patients. Remember that? Flying those in? Who is out there challenging that? Me. <laughs> Me. 
Who prevented those copters from landing and drew all that attention? I did. After they spent $75,000 on a weekend to go get that done, I prevented that from happening. Me, I did. Eddie Aragon, I prevented that from happening. Okay? Who have previously been counted or tested has intentionally, oh, excuse me, has intentionally inflated the testing figures by false counting methods. We know that, that to be true. The PCR test didn't challenge it. DeSantis did. Yep. Okay. By the way, that's my pick for president. That is my pick for president, Mr. DeSantis. Please, please declare soon before Trump decides to get in and then we have to go through this whole entire thing all over again. Okay. Trump, run, run for Congress, please. Become the Speaker of the House and just create a, a mountain of fire and bring in DeSantis. Please, please do that for us. Okay. False counting methods, including counting individuals more than once. We know that. How many infected individuals? How many people have been tested? I think we have five and a half million tests for two and a half million people who have previously been counted or tested. Has intentionally manipulated the number of persons who have been tested for positive for COVID-19. Yes, you must be positive. How? Well, you didn't want to take the test. Did you know those are counted as positives? If you walked into a hospital, you didn't want your assumed positive. That held up pretty well, didn't it? 5.7 million tests so far performed. In order to further her agenda and justify her draconian actions against the public, has arbitrarily and capriciously imposed extreme measures against the public at large, including falsely imprisoning public, the public, in your homes. That's imprisonment. Understand that. When you cannot leave your house, when you cannot go certain places, that's imprisonment. Forcing the public to remain in their homes. Enforcing medical quarantines on healthy individuals. First time in history, by the way. First time in history. Congratulations, world. You now, the government now has a way to shut you down just because they gave you some bad information. And they have. Has intentionally allowed dangerous offenders to be released from judicially imposed incarcerations. Remember when she let all the people out from jail? Do you recall? Because they were worried about the spread of COVID. They let the criminals out of jail, and you were imprisoned in your home. I mean, honestly, who's doing more than what I was doing already through all of this? Has prevented lawful and peaceful demonstrations and completely interfered with the public's First Amendment rights. What you can and can't say, you're shooting out false information, and who is sitting there kowtowing to her the entire time and repeating Tripstilnecki, who left the, is the latest official to leave the Michelle Lujan Grisham administration for mental health reasons. Has arbitrarily and capriciously denied businesses from conducting legal activities like opening their doors. I think that's held up pretty well, hasn't it? That's held up really well. Has ignored all standards of reason in deciding essential versus non-essential. Remember punishing the churches? Remember shutting down the churches? All standards of reason right there. What's good for, you could have a 100-person gathering here, but not a 100-person gathering here. Because we don't like your beliefs. We're anti-Christ. With no public disclosure, no public listing or category, has provided no explanation on how her administration determined any category, has intentionally, willfully, and with malicious intent, which we can prove. It was on video 
we see you and we're coming after you. Like, that's what they told you. You will be thrown out of here. You will get this penalty. If you do not comply, these are going to be your penalty. Penalties. Maliciousness. Okay? That shows malice. I will hurt you if you don't agree to what I'm strongly urging you. That's the best way you can put it. Strongly urging you because a mandate still isn't the law. A mandate is not the law. Forced mid-size and small businesses to be closed under the threat of legal and financial penalties. That's malice. Has continued to allow large and national international companies. Remember, big box stores stayed open. They were essential. Walmart, yeah, absolutely essential. Walmarts, uh, certain grocery stores. Some grocery stores had to shut down, but big ones. You know, if they're not from here, you got to stay open. This intentional act was willful, malicious, and intended to force small businesses to remain closed. Some estimates have us at 40% shut down. Some have us at 52% shut down. With callous and neglectful disregard, with complete knowledge, most small companies will never, finance, never financially recover. Yes, how many shut down? Forever. And likely be forced to close. This is the impeachment that, was, that came last year. I think pretty well thought of. I think this has held up pretty well has intentionally caused grievous harms to the economy of the great state of New Mexico. Oh, that might be one. That might be one that she actually didn't do because she can make the claim that she got $27 billion from the federal government. It's all paid for. It's all paid for. Exactly right. That, that might be the one thing. Okay. The economy, more dependency. I could make the economic argument there for the state of New Mexico, but she somehow made it, uh, created a larger windfall. She imposed the Energy Transition Act during this time without any legal, scientific, or financial understanding. And now we know, now we know that that will inevitably bankrupt the state. The PRC even fought back on that with the Avon grid. What did she do with the PRC? She moved them out of their building. Part of that uh, retort reply was to prevent that merger from going through. Well, the reasonable expectation that the act will benefit the state economy or public in actuality has acknowledged the act will cause massive economic harm to the existing energy sector. We were number one. The anti-frackers out there. What the frack? Chaco Canyon, 10 miles. Stuff down south. Uh, you know, we're going to hurt the uh, laughing lizard. I don't know. Whatever they just, you know, arbitrarily and capriciously wanted to put together. And good on you for hanging in here, folks. Let me just stop right now. Let me just let me just stop right now. And give you a little bit of a pep talk. You didn't pick up and run. You didn't pick up and move someplace else and let this woman and these people drive you from your homes. If you did that and you stayed and you remained, I'm proud of you. Those who picked up and ran because hey, you know, I deserve a great life. I deserve a great and didn't want to fight. As far as I'm concerned, they're as good as the people on the left. They are absolutely as good as the people on the left. People were driven from their homes. Like, the uh, politics doesn't matter. Oh, it drove you from your home. It shut you out of your business. It forced you to get vaccinated. What do you mean elections don't have consequence? It has every single consequence in your life. How many times during this last year and a half did I stand up and fight? And this was the genesis of all this. This was the absolute genesis of, of everything commencing. This was like 
We are going to fight back. We are going to go ahead and remove the governor. We're going to do everything we can. And, oh, no, that's just political. Some sort of poise, uh, some sort of, uh, I don't know, he's just trying to, this is illegal. He has all these names and numbers, and he's got. Those are your rhino Republicans who are telling you that because they don't like me. Okay? And I don't know that they love this state because they're complicit in enabling the other side. Hell, half of them decided to support a Democrat for mayor. And the other half of them decided to go ahead and run some big fat body for CD1 who had no name recognition. Who's that? Who the hell's Mark Moore? 36% of the vote, I think he got. Yeah. I always go back to Ermy. How tall you pile? <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, yeah. I mean,. I just anyway, I digress. Let me continue here because we're we're on we're on to something. Has acted with complete disregard in a manner unbecoming of the position of the office of the governor of New Mexico. I don't know that we have anybody who's actually is in a position that is becoming of the officer for the governor of New Mexico. To be quite honest, let's let's be honest here. We're wrapping up 2021 and I'm not that optimistic. I, I really am not. Has acted maliciously with intentional harm. Yes. As such, we the people are signing and affirming our demand and desire for the governor of New Mexico to be removed from office for intentional act- actions amounting to both malfeasance and misfeasance. I affirm and I agree with the above petition and in affixing my signature as proof of my support. And I put my business, I put my name, my address, my suite, where I'm registered to vote, by the way. And I had other people who are quote-unquote Republicans, who are coming after me trying to say, oh, he can't be on the ballot. They did everything they possibly could, didn't they? Didn't they? Didn't they try to do every single thing in the world? Hell, on Thanksgiving last year, they went to the top of the mountain. They went to the top of the mountain to go remove my translator so I couldn't broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's Democrats and Republicans. I think they lo- I think they love misery sometimes. I really do. You must love this. If you're a Republican and you're vaxxed, don't talk to me. I, I'm I'm at that point. The reason why I can say that right now, the reason why I can say this right now, okay, is because we have won the argument. We have exhibited full proof it's like 80 percent of the vax, uh, vax people are, are being infected yeah because they keep reinfecting themselves with more boosters <laughs> i literally have a friend who got covid three days after her partner got the shot you don't think there's a direct correlation there we talked about shedding we tried to educate you we established the website. We went to orangenm.com. We got you plugged in. We said, "Okay, let's see. Let's look at the let's look at the numbers." Why don't we establish for ourselves whether or not whether or not this is truly about the we got to May 12th, day 60, we're like, "Okay, this is not fitting the pattern of a normal of a normal pandemic, right? If you could say such a thing." It's not. It was fluctuating. We got to a part. We got to a point where we were reducing the percent positive. Percent positive was going way down in United States COVID uh, uh, numbers. 
Remember, we were telling people, well, we're going to qualify you to see whether or not you should be tested. Do you remember those days? You guys remember those days? We're going to make the determination whether or not we want you to be tested. Now it's like you must be tested and you must be vaxxed and uh, okay. What did May 12th look like? New York and New Jersey had a 27 and 32% positive test result. New Mexico at that time, we were doing pretty damn good. 4.75% testing. We had 5,069 positive infections. I think we had 5,069 positive infections in the last three days. Probably, yes. There is nothing that the governor has done to restrict this. And you've got these gubernatorial candidates who are going to come and take her on. It's like, well, I got vaxxed and, uh, you know, we got to prevent uh, COVID. Well, don't you know, I got, what's your COVID story? Well, you're helping her all the way through. You know, we were right there with Oklahoma, which never shut down. Oklahoma at that very same time had 4,732. South Dakota had 3,663. North Dakota had 1,571. We were flying high, doing well. It's like, nope, more lockdowns. We're going to do, we're going to, and the propaganda from KOB, from KOAT, from Albuquerque Journal, from the uh, Big Stick radio station. Yeah, conservative station. We're going to mandate it. We're going to mandate the shot. And if you're not mandated, you don't care about life. You're being selfish. We're going to mandate the vaccinations for people who are going to the pit. Okay. Well, there's a whole lot of stupid around here. You look at the top states that have the top, the top eight New York, New Jersey, Illinois, Massachusetts, California, Pennsylvania, Michigan. What do they all have in common? All run by Democrats. And, of course, you had Georgia right there and Connecticut. They only got the top ten. Percent data positive during, at that time? Leading the way was Michigan at 10%. Percent data positive during that time. More than a year and a half ago. And you have places like Hawaii, they had 634 infections. They shut everything down. Why? Because it's a blue state run by an agenda. An agenda. The death cult Democrats, during that time when I stopped tracking that, we said, okay, 60 days, we realized Republicans only have 21.92% of the deaths. We were telling you this a year ago. Democrats had 79.08%. And the percent positive, 72.62% in the blue states and only 27% in the red states. You want to know what wasn't happening at that time? We weren't really venting that much. Funny how all the deaths are coming after we admit to hospital and vent. We just heard a horrible story this morning, again, and it's the same formula. Feeling sick, went in, Got admitted, took shots of remdesivir, stuck me on a vent. I was dead four days later. I was dead five days later. I was dead seven days later. This is real, ladies and gentlemen. We've been telling you the entire time. These eight states, California, Illinois, Louisiana, Missouri, uh, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Washington. They're literally shutting the airports down in Washington all over again. And where they have the highest level of vaccinations? How come no one's tracking that? 
Track the vaccinations, and I'll tell you where the spread is. Yes, and you know this to be true. We've been telling this stuff to you since day number one. Day number one. We went through each county. We were tracking Bernalillo, Cibola, Donana, McKinley, and Otero. Those were the places, well, it's okay. The, the last seven days, we had 20 infections. We had last 14 tracking, trailing uh, 14, 27, trailing 28, 24. Whoa, 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 why are we going up and down? I don't understand what's happening. Why are we moving? You know, we only had 1,142. Dowd, go to the state website right now. We only had 1,142 from March 13th to May 13th total infections, and we had shut the entire city of Albuquerque down by that point. Number of infections today, Dad? What do you got? Uh, let me see. I'm going to break it down by day. Uh... I'll grab it. It might take me a minute to get to that. All right, we'll we'll get to that. The point we're making here is they had everything shut down when they didn't have one-fiftieth of the number of infections that we currently have. How come we're not shut down now? Oh, wait, they're going to. They're going to shut down the schools. They're going to shut everything down. Because if they don't, how does this stuff stand up? How does this stuff stand up to to the history of their decision-making? It does not. It absolutely does not. Businesses were shut down. Salons, uh, I don't even know what all. All shut down. You weren't essential. We don't need that. And Dow didn't get a haircut for uh, umpteen days. <laughs> we sat here and we did a whole entire thing on that. That was from March until May. Okay, I'm going to continue to talk about the year and a half that ends tomorrow. And we will have a live show tomorrow. Dow and I will be here doing the show with you, for you. And because of you, most of all, I've lost a lot of friends, but let me tell you, I have gained so many more friends than I've lost. The station has become incredibly popular. The top station, which claims it's number one, is now number three. Number of people who are leaving there because they don't like the stuff that they're peddling, the mush, the mind mush that is literally fueling this fire. Remember? Remember that we're conservative. We don't like Timmy, Tim Keller. We're going to get behind uh, uh, the conservative Democrat and Manny Gonzalez. They, that, I'll tell you, their hate was so large for me because they didn't want somebody else, and they knew that I was right. They couldn't even get behind me, even though I represent everything that they already believe in. And making fun of me because I'm the quote-unquote unvaxxed candidate. I could not be more proud to be bearing that Name and term right now. You might remember we were going into November of last year. The state party chairman's race was up. I decided to get involved. Lost by one vote. One vote. Oh, then it turned into a whole story and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. I asked for an immediate recount. I signed off. I'm like, okay, guess we're not going to have that. And there's no reason to have that. I was after literally two hours of sitting there waiting for the votes to be counted. I'm like, well, how many times do you have to vote? We, we, I'm telling you right now. And and Steve Pierce has been very generous to me. Oh, I don't have anything bad to say about Steve Pierce. But running that party from this position 
each and every day as a Republican in the city of Albuquerque, I think, I think maybe the gerrymandering might have gone a little bit different. I think just maybe, just maybe the elections in 2020 could have been just a little bit different in 2021. You want to know what the, the, the real, you really want to understand like what the real change in the city council is? You, you can't attribute that to one political consultant who is, uh, for lack of a better word, who is pimping all of those city council candidates, who is pushing that stuff out. And I didn't care if they hated me. I didn't care if a single one liked me or not. All I cared is that they were at least registered Republican. That's what I cared about. Do you see the point that I made there? It's so important. Party affiliation, in my opinion, is very important. Okay, wasn't always. At least it tells people what you represent, what you're willing to stand on the side of. Dow's writing some some numbers over there. <laughs> I am. He's uh, he's tracking this, and, and and his head is shaking because <laughs> I already know what he's about to tell me. We were down to around sixty cases a day in the summer in in late June. Mm. We are now regularly the last couple of weeks over a thousand cases a day we were down to 60 now we're over a thousand a day what the news isn't telling you and the way to put this into perspective there's more cases in one day in the city of albuquerque than there is during the entire 60 days from march 13th through may 12th when we were completely closed so you need to ask yourself why are we not completely closed indeed why aren't they shutting every single thing down in the state of New Mexico if Michelle Lujan Grisham made such great decisions? I fought the governor. I fought my own party. Wanted to fight for the, the, the district, but we didn't want that, that to happen. Nope. The, the uh, honchos in the, in the district tried to make me seem like I was racist, and we're going to throw this guy just because we don't want Eddie to get on the ballot because we know that he can beat Melanie Stansberg. That's what it was. At that point, at that point, and I was in a meeting, we were over a meeting with that, and I saw, okay, well, we got to win this. I'm easily the best candidate to, to go ahead and do this, even though I'm not really into doing this. At that point, Louis Sanchez was thinking about jumping in, and I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to get in because there's, this is a short timeline. There's too much to establish, and I've, I've, gotta, I've got the ability to get it done. I took down the people that I was campaigning against, I guess, whatever. We had our debates, and they're enclosed, and they're not recorded, so you'll never see them. I, we don't want that getting out. Eddie, Eddie did very well. And then you, then you saw me perform in the other debates, just in case you thought the whole thing was a fluke in CD1. You just thought that whole thing was just an absolute fluke. It wasn't. Because I did the same thing to your mayor. I won seven debates. I did the same thing to your sheriff. Beat his ass silly. Went through a campaign with all this stuff, hopped through all, everything, jumped through all these hoops, and I'm still here today at the end of the year, standing in front of you after you go after my radio station, after you go where I, li where I live, after you go after me personally, after you go after my family. What, what haven't you thrown at me? Seriously, think about this. Are you so stupid? Are you so blind that you don't want someone like me representing you wherever you want that to happen? Are you literally that stupid and insane or insolent 
Are you so afraid? What, what exactly am I going to do? I, I'd love to know. I, 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 not one person in the entire state, period, that I couldn't take down. That this radio station should be off the air for like the next three months based upon what happened with our transmitter. I've been taken down by former business partners. I've been taken down by people just coming at me. My personal relationships coming at me. Please continue to do it. Because they will prove you wrong. And yes, you're lucky I don't get into the governor's race. You are lucky I don't get into another race at this point. Because the only thing I care about now is my kids. And my personal life. And I'm going to focus on that for the next 10 years. And I'm going to help other people. And I'm going to wait for my turn, whenever that might be, to run for something, if ever. And I'm happy to be standing here with Dowd every day doing the most important work in the state of New Mexico and being right on all the issues. You know how much I'm hated? I got a guy that I helped build his little, uh, uh, whatever, blog empire or whatever. And he can't even list my name. Oh, yeah. I noticed that. It is absolutely unbelievable. By the way, I do have something to say uh, with regard to um, a couple of things like that. I'm going to, uh, when, I, when I return, Dad, I'm going to let you do most of shows tomorrow, I think. Because you've been, you've been kind of blasting off into your top ten and all that other stuff, and that's good. And, and I'm going to continue to recount what I feel for me is a very, you say it's a, your best year ever? Things, in a, in a way, for me, I would say it's my best year ever, too. Wow. And why? Because of the people that I have decided that I want to surround myself with. That's the most important thing. If you want to be successful in your life, get rid of the toxic crap everywhere. These people in the party, not my friends. Nobody cares about me. Not one person. No, the only one person that did actually text me, I text her, uh, texted her back immediately, F you. All you did was work to undermine me the entire time, and she knows who she is. Eddie, well, um, congratulations on a well-run race. I'm like, uh, F you, lady. I don't want to have anything to do with you. And I will make sure that you don't win anything. We get into that New Mexico vindictiveness, right? I think that comes because we were like in a small whatever. But you can't have someone who's run for like the position like 30 times. You just can't have any of that crap. We need real people who can run, who have a lot of energy, with a can-do attitude, and who are going to do what it takes to win. Not just see their name. I don't need to see my name. I don't need to be on air or anything or to feel good, because I am. And we are. Well, in addition to that, they came after my, my license. Right? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Oh, that's another uh, dragon we had to slay there. We're going to go after your FCC license. We're going to go after your transmitter. Right? Now I'm only on the AM side. I got people who are competing me in business. Like, we're going to go after your business. Try. Please, please do. Call the, the people and tell them what a terrible person I am. I'd love to hear about that. Because they're going to come right back to me and they're going to say, just like he was here today in my studio, the guy who helps me and has been helping me for the last 10 years, they're all believers. It's funny that all the people outside of the market, all the people outside of New Mexico, all the people, they're the biggest believers in Eddie Aragon. 
They'll come and tell you war stories about that. How did he do this? Wait, he runs the whole radio station alone. How long has he been doing it? We expected him to fit. Please continue to underestimate me. Please continue to try to undermine me any way you can. Okay? I'm very patient, I should say. I'm a quite weirdly patient. I think that's my best attribute. I'm never in a rush to go do anything. You couldn't move me to move any faster than I want to move. Doubt's tried, trust me, many times. I'm going to do things at my pace when I need to do them, and as, as far as they are a priority. And now everything that doubt does for me is a priority. Everything that my kids say to me is a priority. You know what's not a priority? Half this crap that comes from other people. Rumors, innuendo, gossip, crap, agenda. I don't care. And that, that's, that's the best living of all, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Right there. That's the best living of all is not giving a crap and getting to say what you want. And getting to do what you need to do. My naysayers, I mean, working 24-7, developing fake profiles of me, making me say this and that. Uh, how about the, the thing where they said that I was going to claim that I'm the first African-American, first African-American mayor, right? Didn't they say something like that, that I was trying to make that claim? Never made that claim. The tongue-in-cheek saying that identity politics doesn't matter. I went to the Black Empowerment Forum for the mayoral race. I had some crazy, kooky woman who supposedly, I've never heard of her, but apparently she unites the community, <laughs> and asked the question about language justice. I'm like, go pound sand. What the hell are you, does that, and I literally asked the audience while I was there, uh, what, what is this language justice? It, I doubt anybody in the audience knows what language justice is. Please explain it to me. Give me the definition of it. What an embarrassment. What an absolute and total embarrassment. They literally wrote on their Twitter, we will make sure that you do not win the mayor's race, Eddie Aragon. Like, okay, well, you're a native. Wait, wait. I thought you guys came over on a boat and you want reparations and all this other kind of stuff, right? Isn't that what we heard? Isn't that the kind of things that we heard? Go pouncing. Get, get out of here. I'm going to do, do this. Well, the best people I know are black people who don't practice identity politics. Period. They don't do it. It's just bad. It's gross. It's disgusting. Certainly weren't Martin Luther King blacks. I think we can say that now. Oh, and Black Lives Matter can go pound sand. Right? Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, Brown Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter. Revolution. However you want to go and cut it, I don't really care. I, all lives matter. I'll say it a thousand times. Every life matters. You know, right now, it's absolutely incredible to me that during this time, that there was a baby that was born the day before Christmas who was abandoned by her parents. And I can't tell you any more than that, nor would I. Because you wouldn't even be able to finish the hour.
I've got a lot of courage. I've got a lot of courage. I don't know that there's more courage in this world than a baby born the day before Christmas who's been abandoned by her children, I mean abandoned by her parents, who's fighting to stay alive. Can you imagine being brought into a world where your parents abandoned you Do you want to complain about this? You want to complain about that? You want to complain about all these things? You don't have you don't have it bad. That six day old has it worse than anybody that I that I can even think of. And if you can't find passion, direction, purpose. If your life is so bad that you need to go and screw it up for everybody else, that you want to be vindictive or whatever, then you're no different than the, the, the types of people that abandon children. Because it's never about you. It's about everybody else. It's about kids. It's about a future. And you're abandoning that every single time that you choose to get in the way of good things. And there's a lot of good things. You have to choose to see the good things. You have to not be wasting away on the pleasures of the day. Burying things and sex and alcohol and drugs and addiction and uh, brokenness. You've got to move away from that. Because if you don't, let me tell you, you will not be able to handle the things that are going to be coming at you in 2022. I think I've never shake I've never shook doubt's hand. Doubt doubt has zero in terms of that. And I have more affection with Dowd through one contact when he came after after a show that we did and he says, Eddie, and he patted me on the back, he says, I'm glad you're putting it back all, all back together. And you want to know the strange thing about that is I always was putting it back together. And do you want to know why I couldn't just put it all back together? Because there would have been people there who would be, have been trying to take it apart the entire time. Folks, there are bottomless feeders who are consistently trying to undermine every single good thing that you do. My life during the last year is a case in point of that, the last year and a half, of people trying to get in the way of people who are trying to do the right thing and good things. It is not rewarded. But that doesn't mean you quit. That doesn't mean you stop. My life over the last year and a half is a testament, an absolute testament to why you need to continue to push and fight, because that is all that you need. That's all that you need. You just need the spirit of fighting, to push back, and to win. And winning isn't everything. It is the only thing. It is the only thing. 
You need to convince yourself of that. Maybe the victory doesn't come for you, but maybe there's going to be somebody else to stand on your shoulders, and that's a victory for you too. Changing the dialogue in this city. You know, there's a group of people who's like, uh, they won't acknowledge me, won't, won't talk to me, whatever, but they're running around talking about you know, fighting for 505. Well, where'd you hell did you get that idea? Where'd you start doing that stuff? Well, you think this is a... The mayor's running around with that stuff. The reason why I don't get, I don't care about the credit is because I just want things to genuinely be better. I don't run around asking, well, how come we didn't get this? How come we didn't, we didn't get that? We just show up every single day. Every single day. And yes, some days we're broken. And yes, some days we don't work very well. And yes, some days we got a lot going on. And hey, Eddie, where's your show? How come your radio station isn't working? How come it? Well, when you, when you have that number of attacks, those number of attacks that you're, that you're powering through on your own, by the way, I don't go and ask anybody for help. In fact, I got people who are free riders on me. For the last uh, umpteen years, people come, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? Everybody wants to know what Eddie can do for them. What, what can Eddie do for me? What can they, oh, if he doesn't want to help me, oh, he's only using this. We want to know how you're using your radio station. Oh, you mean the one that's trapped at the end of the dial on the AM side that nobody listens to? 150 people listen to, and now you want me to conduct a full report. But you won't go to black Byron Padrell, who ran for city council and used his radio station? Oh, no, we're going to go after Eddie Aragon. We weren't going to go after Byron Padrell. There's a weird reason why I know Byron Padrell. A very, very weird reason. It goes back to something in high school. And a shave party that we had over at uh, St. Pius X. Yo. And I'll leave it at that. The world isn't meant to be this place that administers justice, folks. There is no justice. There is no justice. You have to work for that. You have to prove your point. You have to show yourself. Right? And you have to keep fighting. Nobody cares about a whiny story. and Nobody cares about what you complain about. Trust me, nobody. Trust me. When I, when, let me assure you of one thing in this world. People don't care about your problems. They just don't. Nobody. I don't care how smart, attractive, good-looking, any. No one cares about your problems. Once you are do with, once you have that, and you have snapped the emotion out of it, then you can beat anything. Just by being willful about what you want to accomplish. Those who have clarity of thought and who have removed emotion, who have decided that this is the moral high ground, the right thing to do, will win 100% of the time, period. They will not lose. You have to have an unwavering, an absolutely unwavering commitment to choose to do the right thing, even if it's against yourself or what you want. That's what we, that's what we don't have. From our politicians. That's why they're politicians. Dowd, 
What, what's every politician? Uh, a wise young man once referred to uh, all politicians as scumbags. Scumbag. Mm-hmm. We have certainly proven that, haven't we? The reason why New Mexico is scummy, because there's a lot of scummy people, uh, you know, running it. Truly. Scumbags. Every last one of them. I wish I could say that there was people that I looked to, looked up to and admire, but it's kind of funny. The only people I admire, I'm all related to. My mom and my dad. And my sons. I look up to my sons. I really genuinely do. And last but not certainly not least, I admire a woman who stood up for me when I didn't do anything but lie to her, cheat to her, and steal to her. In my opinion, and I'll say this, there is the only thing that you can do is treat people good who have treated you better than you treat yourself. And you can never go wrong. Because I think about that baby who's abandoned by her parents. I think about what type of world that that person, that little girl has been brought into. And that's the first thing, her first experience in life is her parents leaving her. It all, it all goes back to that for me. It all goes back to life for me. My kids. My sons. 64 days. I didn't leave him one day in that hospital. Not one. By himself. He was struggling with RSV. Got infected. In the neonatal intensive care unit. Who was there for him? Daddy, every single day. And I got frustrated. And I blamed people. Don't ever blame anybody for anything. Period. Blame yourself. Fix it. Own it. Take it back. Apologize to the people that you've wronged. Apologize to them. Tell them that you wouldn't do that to them. I didn't abandon him one single day in that hospital. But I did abandon him and his brother and their mom a year and a half later. You can't tell me that I wasn't trying to put that all together, all back together again, one way or another. I didn't know how. I didn't know what. I didn't know what I was dealing with. I was dealing with mixed messages all the time. Certain people were telling me this. Other people were making promises. Uh, certain other people were telling me, follow your, follow this, follow that, follow. Do the right thing. Period. 
You can't do the right thing. And I wasn't ready to be mayor because I had to get all the rest of this stuff right. I had to get and put all this stuff in my head right so I know what was what, so I could realize. And I think just over the last year and a half, I've become an adult. I hate to say it, but before the age of 45, I was not an adult. I think that's it. That, that's being as honest as I can be about myself. And if I can't be honest about myself, I can't be honest about anybody else that I'm talking about here every single day, whether I'm criticizing and praising them, whatever. I cannot. What matters is my happiness. What is happiness? Toss that out the door. Stop living for yourself. Focus on the people who believe in you, that love you, that care for you, that are there for you. Nobody's happily married. Just accept that for a sec, okay? Period. Marriage is coercion. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's a contract. It's an agreement. It's a decision. We just talked about the number of divorces that are happening in the third world countries. Like, well, who's actually happier? Well, they must be because there's a lot of people with a lot, doing with a lot less, who are living with a hell of a lot more. How is it that people in third world countries, and yes, I will use that phrase, third world countries are surviving and thriving in family life? Because they have a core set of belief systems because they're not willing to sell out their mother so they can get a million dollars. That's it. The key to happiness is you can't serve God and money. Mammon, I think, is the way that that's phrased. You can't. You can't serve two masters. You either fall in the house of your beliefs and your values and your system, and for me, God, or you are serving this world. And if you decide to serve this world, you want to be with it, that's the devil's domain, ladies and gentlemen. That's the devil's domain. And I want you to listen to me because I'm about to read something to you that I think is very important. Because we don't, and I do know of a lot of people who want to run for office. I was talking to one this morning, okay? Before you even think about running, and I keep qualifying as to who I'll vote for and why, and, you know, who is, who's on board with this and why, what is, what, what I'm, who I'm willing to, you know, push buttons for, I will judge a man by his fruits now. Doubt feels very good with his fruits that he's had. We keep pushing, we keep fighting. I'm, and I'm going to share this with you because I thought we'd have to have a call to action. I'm but one man. Yes, I do a lot, but I can't do everything. I, I can't. And if I'm speaking to you today and you're hearing me and you're, you happen to tune in for any reason, and you're like, well, this guy's really sharing a lot. He's connecting with me. He's, he's coming out and he's saying it. It's because he's lived it. He knows it. I'm stubborn. I can be a certain way with certain things. Not very nice sometimes. 
But I want you to hear what I have to say, because if I'm speaking to you and you feel like you fit this description in here, I want you to think long and hard about next year. I want you to think long and hard about what you are going to do, what you feel called to do. And this is going to be you calling yourself. So I told Dowd I was going to be doing a lot of stuff like this to finish off the show instead of a lot of people complain about Bill O'Reilly. Why do people complain about Bill O'Reilly, Dowd? Because he's a vaxxer. Oh. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. So here's, I'm going to read this to you, and this is for 2022. This is for all of you. Okay. And I want you to think long and hard. Okay. I mean, you cannot serve both. You cannot serve both God, values, and money. Okay. God slash values, and I'm incorporating my friend, D. Dowd Musk, into this. Okay. Gotcha. He just understands how it. Referencing him because you don't have to. I mean, that doubt, doubt has his his thoughts, and I'm always going to acknowledge that. And I think that's what makes it really balanced here. When Gideon died, Israel's righteous leaders, Abimelech sought to become the new ruler. Though grandiose, through grandiose promises, flattery, and bribes. He secured that position and then promptly filled his administration with, quote, worthless and reckless fellows. Judges 9.4. One of Gideon's sons, Jotham, described the situation in a parable telling the people, once the trees went forth to anoint a king over them, and they said to the olive tree, they're like, reign over us. The olive tree said to them, uh, shall I leave my fatness with which God and men are honored and go to wave over the trees? Then the trees said to the fig tree, you come, reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, shall I leave my sweetness and my good fruit and go to wave over the trees? Then the tree said to the vine, you come reign over us. Like I'm telling like Goldilocks and the three bears. But the vine said to them, shall I leave my new wine, which cheers God and man and go to wave over the trees? (sighs) Finally, all the trees said to the bramble, you know, the underbrush, the thorny bushes, all that. It was like, what? You come reign over us. And then the bramble said to the trees, If in truth you are anointing me as your king over you, come and take refuge in my shade. But if not, may fire come out from the bramble and consume the cedars of Lebanon. You'll love the metaphor there, right? The biggest trees, like, no, no, we're busy. Uh, the, the other trees, oh, no, no, we're, we're, we're busy. Uh, the, how about the other trees? Uh, no, no, we're, we're kind of busy. I don't want to leave it. Uh, I'm, 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 I got it good here. Things are good. Yeah, things, are, things are fine. I'm, I'm in my comfort zone. I feel good. I like what I'm doing. You know, I've got repetition, routine. Things are going great. Nothing can disturb me. Uh, I'm fine. Wrong. COVID, shutdown, essential, non-essential, lockdown. 
Oh, you were comfortable, were you? Yeah, hanging out and, you know, things were going fine, right? You find workers and now you're working in your own shop because you can't find workers, right? Right? The Bramble's been ruling things for a long time. The Bramble's full of vines and thorns and weeds and those little stickers, those little go-heads. That, that's the Bramble. That's, that's, that's what's ruling over us. There's several important points here. The trees of the forest tried to get the best and most productive among them to be their ruler. Asking the olive tree, hey, hey, the fig tree and the grape-producing vine to fill the positions. But in each case, the good trees made excuses for why they didn't want to serve. Two, with none of the good trees willing to be ruler, the bramble, called thornbush and other versions of the Bible, became ruler. Significantly, if the good ones refuse to rule, the people will be stuck with bad rulers. Three, with the thorn bush as ruler, the people had only two options, neither of which was good. Come and take refuge in my shade. Yes, sleep into the bushes with all the crazy thorns and all that. Sitting under the bramble or thorn bush is not going to be enjoyable. Or if you don't submit to me, the bramble, because I've never had power before, and I'm this little tiny, 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 tiny leader, and I want you to come to my refuge. I will use punitive measures to punish you. Sound familiar, New Mexico? Does that sound familiar yet? Significantly, when competent and qualified God-fearing citizens refuse to run for office, the people get corrupt leaders. Which causes good people to say politics is corrupt. Right? Don't we all say that? We, all, we say it all the time. I want nothing to do with such a wicked system. But the very reason that politics becomes wicked and corrupt is because that very reason. Good people refuse to run. So what are the qualifications that make good candidates for office? Exodus 18.21. It charges us to select out of all the people, able men who fear God, men of truth, those who hate dishonest gain, and you shall place these over them as leaders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. And that means federal, state, local, every office. Start somewhere. First, the candidate must be an able person, competent, qualified for the position. There's not much worse of having an incompetent individual preside over in area, any area of life. We've seen this, right? And this is especially true in the area of civil government. Right? Able. Can you do it? Can you do the job? Second, he must fear God. Have a personal relationship with God that produces a life of honesty, integrity, purity, and holiness. Who are you? When we don't hear from you, who are you we, You when we don't see you? Do you live as a person with integrity? Do you live your values? Are you unwavering and uncompromising in your commitment? Do we know what your values are? Third, he must love the truth. I think that's the best part right there. That's, that's the nut. That's the, if you love the truth, I think that's, that's you remember what we named uh, the radio station when we first started uh, the radio station Murder Mike? AM 1550, the truth. 
That's right. I remember now. It was for uh, three months. We added the truth before we established the uh, rock of talk. It was the truth because everything that we wanted to come out was we're tired of the lies. We wanted truth. That was fun. We had a good time there, yes. We had a good time. time. Fourth. I'll let let you answer that. Murder Mike's on on, on the the call. Got a hot date. Hot date. Hot date, Mike. Hot date. Hot date. All right. Third, uh, he will therefore become arrogant if he doesn't listen to correction and rebuke. So we're still on number three, Doug, by the way. Stubborn, hard-headed, frequently barreling down the wrong path, right? How dare they come at me? I'm coming back at them. I mean, we saw this with Cuomo, right? How many times did, and this is the one thing about Donald Trump where, you know, where we, you know, you can't be vindictive. As a leader, who leads all people, you can't be vindictive. Can't be vindictive. Okay. You have to think about everybody. That's the only, this is the only thing, the only part that I would change about Trump. Great leader, great leader. But Trump and he, you could be vindictive, fine, but you can't do it at the cost of being a leader of everybody else. And that's where you got me wrong. Anybody who ever thought that I was vindictive, boy, you were pretty stupid. I think even Dowd, before he came in here, probably heard stories about Eddie being vindictive. Oh, I'm not yeah. vindictive. I've, I've gotten a look under the hood. I, I know what, what's really, what really goes on here. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you, have no, you have no idea. I, at Murder Mike around me. I've got people calling me every single time I'm on the, on the horn with Murder Mike. Be nicer to Murder Mike. Like, Murder Mike knows how much I love him. Period. That's correct. We we have a great relationship. He he you knows know, that I will literally swing any bat anywhere at any time for him. And you have proven that. Yeah, and I love you. I mean, I I do. I mean, I I love you, and that's why I'm tough on you. I mean, I've known you for a very long time. Yep. So he will therefore become arrogant, stubborn, and hard-headed, frequently bearing down the wrong path. He must love the truth, otherwise he'll become close-minded to sound counsel and won't listen to correction or rebuke. I'm the easiest person to counsel. People are amazed. But now I only choose to get counseling from certain people. One of them is right here in this office with me. Another one is much younger than me, celebrating a birthday tomorrow, and a very, very good good guy because he exercises great judgment. And then I have a a couple of friends who who counsel me as well. I'm, I'm sorry to my parents who haven't been able to counsel me for one reason or another because I've been so hardened by the things that I've gone through. I blamed God, myself, for the things that I had to go through with my kids. Because no kid should have to grow up through that. And not not, not anything I've done, just the health issues, being born at two pounds, <laughs> stuff like that. Literally, it's a million-dollar baby. Fourth, he must hate dishonest gain. This is, this is, this is a big <laughs> one. Yep. Not only loathing corruption, but also despising fraudulent perks that might be offered to him as a result of his position. What is the thing that I love about Trump? This is a man that filed bankruptcy. Wasn't ashamed to say it. Said he learned his lesson. Walked into the White House. A very rich man. Walked out of the White House. Kind of a rich man. 
who literally lost money and gave every last dollar, save one, because he had to take a check, and he donated it every single time. Under the definition of magnanimous should be a picture of Donald Trump donating his check, his check, every single time. 16 of them, in fact. 16 checks he donated. Those are paid out quarterly, by the way. He was there for 16 quarters. Must hate dishonest gain, not only loathing corruption, but also despising fraudulent perks that might be offered to him as a result of this position. All right, so now the focus is you. You happen to be listening to this today, okay? And, and screw party, okay? You're going to have to deal with it. Just whatever you're registered as, you deal with it, it's fine. Move away from the party stuff, okay, just for a second. And I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican right now. I, I personally do, it's, you know. But if you're happy to hear this, okay, and you feel moved by what I'm telling you, I think you might be tapping yourself on the shoulder today saying, hey, Eddie's been through all this stuff. You know, I know that he's not going to run for anything again. He's what one man. He can't just do everything. I listen to the show every single day. I need to do something about it. The place that I'm uh, having here is overrun. We're looking for everybody else that they should run. I'm not sticking my neck to do it. This is what happens. They come after you. We go after them. We're battle-tested. We continue to fight. Okay? How I want you to fight for the 505? Text me directly. Let me know that you're interested in running for an office. I want to hear from you directly. I don't want you to consult with the party. I don't want you to consult with your wife. I don't want you to consult with, you know, your friends and family and say, hey, I made a decision. I heard one program, and I'm already doing it. No, I just want to know if you have an interest. And if you think that, because there's a lot to it, and it's not for everybody. It is absolutely not for everybody. But we're going to continue to get the crap that we get year in, year out. And if you think it's just, oh, I see my name in lights, and I'm going to be uh, this, and I'm going to be that. and I, If this is about personal ambition and politics, that's the first thing out the door. It's going to go, bye-bye, okay? Because you're going to get filleted every which way but loose. And, folks, you don't need to be perfect. In fact, I would prefer that you weren't. I would prefer that you come with you know, all the velveteen bear type of scars that you have, okay? Because we're going to love you. We're going to love on you as much as we possibly can. And we're going to make you our favorite stuffed animal. We're going to fill you so full of things that you're going to be like, well, yeah, maybe I can do this. This isn't that hard. You mean, do you know the one person they went after? You want to know the one person they went after? The Democrats. My cousin. Joshua Sanchez. Yep. It was the one person they went after. They literally got rid of his district. Yep. This is a a father of five, a business owner, a Trump-loving business owner at that, a good man through and through, and they literally are like, well, we need to get rid of this guy. This is Eddie's cousin over here. I don't know if it really kind of went that way, but he loved Trump. He owns his own business, and he's got his last name Sanchez. Yep. And he could probably get elected to a lot of other things. So I hope Louie uh, decides to run for something besides governor. Louis Sanchez. Because we're going to, whatever we're going to do, we're going we're gonna to get right behind Louis Sanchez. And the party's going to try and get over there and take credit. We did all this. Where, where were you? Where, 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 yeah, really? 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 Just like the party helped me, right? Steve Pierce actually did help. He let us use the office and 
You know, I actually got on a press release. I may have killed a few people, but they actually put my name on a press release. My gosh, for the Republican Party. What? What's the world coming to? Red sky at night, sailor's delight. Individuals displaying these four character traits, able-bodied, fearing God, loving the truth, and hating dishonest gain, okay, are to be chosen for the leaders at the local, county, state, and federal levels, tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands. Founding Father Noah Webster explained that would occur if citizens did not insist that the four traits be present in their leaders. What would happen if you don't have these things? Well, let's see if uh, Mr. Webster was prophetic. The scriptures teach the rulers should be men who rule in fear of God, able men such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, Exodus 18.21. It is to the neglect of this rule of conduct in our citizens that we must describe the multiplied frauds, breaches of trust, peculations, which is white-collar larceny, and embezzlements of public property, which astonish even ourselves. Where could voters find this type of ruler described in Exodus 1821? Well, founding father Benjamin Franklin answered that question. It is observable that God has often called men to places of dignity and honor when they have been busy in the honest employment of their vocations, whatever that might be. Rand Paul, doctor. Donald Trump, businessman. Saul was seeking his father's asses. And David, keeping his father's sheep, when called to the kingdom. The shepherds were feeding their flocks uh, when they had their glorious revelation. God called the four apostles from their fishery. Fishermen. They weren't accomplished. They didn't have this degree and pedigree and wealth and all that. Like These are like normal people. And then Matthew from the receipt of custom. Amos from among the herdsmen of Tekoa. Moses from keeping Jethro's sheep. Gideon from the threshing floor, and God never encourages idleness and despises not persons in the meanest employments, which is the simplest vocations that are out there, what he meant. So in the Bible, God regularly selected for leaders those who were hardworking, common individuals, right? Think about the people who were founded this country. Many of them were commoners. All you would hear is that he, he was an architect and a lawyer. and a. Do you know what George Washington was? Does anybody know what George Washington actually? He was a soldier and a surveyor. He's running around just doing the the work for all the rich people. I'm like, well, that's a pretty honest assessment, George. You're very good at your job. Maybe you'd be good for this. And you seem kind of likable and like a a normal kind of good guy. He surveyed land. He didn't have any money. He married Martha. Like, well, Martha, you got a lot of land. And he was probably very, very nice. Big, tall, well-built. I call him strapping, so to speak. In fact, recall the prophet Samuel had looked at the strong and mature Eliab and based on his appearance and persona, thought he would make an excellent civil ruler. First Samuel 16, 16. But God instead chose the ruddy youngster, David, explaining that man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Eliab, with all his outward appeal, Turned out to be quick-tempered and cowardly. (laughs) Well, on the other hand, David was described as a skillful musician, a mighty man of valor, a warrior, prudent in speech, very important, and a handsome man. And the Lord is with him. David was an able man who also feared God as required by Exodus 18.21. So, I'm reading from Judges 9. 
So Amalek had pushed himself off on others and connived to get his public office. The founding fathers knew that the best leaders were not those who promoted themselves for a position, but rather those who had been recruited by their neighbors. Draft. I worked for a presidential campaign because we drafted a good man, and then the Clintons destroyed him. little joke here, by the way. Ghislaine Maxwell is uh, is, uh, punishment. She's already been sentenced to uh, alone time for one hour with Hillary Clinton. (laughs) The worst. (laughs) Won't make it out alive. Clinton. The founding fathers knew that the best leaders were not those who promoted themselves for position, rather those had been recruited by their neighbors. Just as the olive, fig, and vine had been recruited by the other trees. As Sam Adams affirmed, it bodes very ill to government when men are exalted to places of high trust through their own solicitation, seeking of office. He only fills a place with dignity who is invited to it by his fellow citizens from the experience they have had of his adequate abilities. The people are certainly the best judges of who are most likely to render them substantial service. It's beautiful. Shouldn't we going, be going out and finding and drafting somebody and figuring out how to do that? Founding Father Noah Webster agreed. As a general rule, may be affirmed that a man who never intrigues, plots and schemes, by the way, or the intrigues, for office may be most safely entrusted with office. Does anybody know how the Pope is chosen? That's very funny. He's chosen with smoke, uh, sort of like you're having a, a baby gender reveal. You know, if it's pink, you get this. If it's my this is lost with the smoke monster. There, there are people make the decision, Michael. Actual, actual people. <laughs> yeah. The College of Cardinals. They choose amongst the most humble. They choose amongst the very best of them, who represents, who's the best representation of Christ. I'm not going to comment on the current pope. And, Sometimes they make. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to. Com- <laughs> I'm not going to comment on the current. Late pope. 70s, they made a really good choice. <laughs> they did, and then you saw what happened there, huh? That's what happened. And then John Paul, John, Pope John Paul II. Um, the thing is, that, uh, let me stop for a sec. Don't interrupt me, Mike, if you don't mind. I, I would say that uh, we should look into this. Like the most revered, you know, most revered presidents, most revered popes. I, I doubt that anybody like installed as the greatest pope of all time is Pope John Paul II. And it occurred, it occurred during uh, during the Cold War. Yeah, dark. Do you remember how important and political he was? He was Polish. You had solidarity (laughs) rising up. Yeah. Anyway, Polish people are great people, by the way. Um, Truly are. I can make such a a claim because I've uh, known them. Okay. Such a man cannot desire promotion unless he has received it from a respectable part. Of the community, for he considers no other promotion to be honorable. I'm honored to be chosen by you. I will rep- represent you to the best of my abilities, which means you can't be vindictive. You can't be driven by ego, right? What do we have right now with all of our politicians, the ones who are destroying the world? Completely out of control. Every <laughs> single thing is like, it's high. It should we start going Jungian on this? Like the super id, id and ego? Me, 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 me. The founders also believe that if someone was asked to serve, he was not to refuse that request. That's the most telling part right there. Right? Mm. That's the most telling part. If you Step think up. about all this, is like, if we're choosing you, you can't say no. Because we know you to be the right person. We know that you are the right person. Okay? So as the Declaration Signer Benjamin Rush explained, 
A citizen must love private life, but he must decline no station, however public or responsible it may be when called to it by the suffrages votes of his fellow citizens. First voter, the people who suggest to you that you should run in the first place. So why was a citizen not to refuse a request from others and serve in office? Because as Rush explained, none liveth to himself. You belong to the world. You belong to the community. If we deem you as the person who should represent us, then maybe you can represent us. Romans 14, 7. And therefore our life is not our own property. All the fruits of wisdom and experience belong to the public. Founders came to office because their neighbors called them to serve, yet each would have preferred to stay home with his family, enjoying private life and employment. But they wisely understood that if competent, God-fearing citizens refused to serve in office when asked to do so, thornbushes would end up ruling. It is time that we re-embrace this truth, not only recruit Exodus 1821 individuals for office, but also become willing to personally serve in office when asked to do so. And that's what I'm asking of you today. I don't know the cadre of candidates who are out there. I can tell you that I wasn't going to vote for a Democrat. That's why I ran for mayor. And I wasn't going to be told by a party who's advocating for another party that was definitively working against us. And I certainly wasn't a protest candidate, which is what I've been referred to by the chair of the Bernalillo County Party. The chair of the Bernalillo County Party literally refused... uh, literally referred to me as a protest candidate. I sat there and I scratched my head when I thought about that. I'm like, you think I'm putting myself through this to protest? What am I protesting? I'm looking to vote for something, and I asked as many people as I could that I thought would be willing to run or could would be a great, a great, great candidate to run before I even had the end of myself. I'm like, Come on, dude, you got to run. Come on, man. You're, you're great at that. You got to run. I'm like, uh, Dad, I'm going to go ask this guy to see if he wants to run. Nobody wanted to do it. Nobody you're always to do out it. recruiting. I'm always like, I, it's like, we need people to run. Okay? And, and I, I mean it sincerely. Like, if you want the best advice, I mean, look at between the debates. They can't, I, didn't even run, I didn't even hire a campaign manager. That's right. I ran my own stuff against the two in, uh, biggest campaign Managers, there was a Nary Olgeen and uh, Jay McCluskey. I don't even know if Jay was how much he was just an investor involved with with Manny Gonzalez, but then I believe uh, the pack. I was running against a pack too that was essentially running against me and uh, the the crotch grab uh, the uh, crotch water guy uh, James Hallinan. And I was doing it at the end without an organization and a lot of people who were empowered and passionate and who wanted to see change and believed in it. There's no postmortem on that because it's still alive, folks. The fight for 505 is still alive every single day. You can knock out our towers. You can take me down. You can kill a board. You can you know, slander and slay me any way you want. I'm still here. I'm still here. And I'm going to continue to fight for a world that's better for my kids. I'm going to continue to fight for a state that's better for my family and your family and everybody else's family. And I'm going to go and find as many possible people as I can who also want to fight as hard as they can, who aren't afraid about what happens to them personally, who care enough about the world around and say, I'm not going to just pick up and leave and abandon 
That's the word I want you guys to really take away from this. Abandon. Are you abandoning through your apathy? Are you abandoning it through deciding that this is somebody else's problem? Are you abandoning it because you don't think you need to be part of this world? You're in this world. You live in a, we're not a COVID positive New Mexico. We're an MLG positive New Mexico. That's the real virus. And it's literally killing off everything that's left. I'm going to talk to you guys about leadership right after I read some quotes. We get some uh, quick stats from uh, Murder Mike uh, here. So I'm not taking a break, but it's been, uh, been a long time um, since we've been on. Oh, hi. Um, Dictionary Dave for position on the Valencia County Commissioners. Gene has them. Uh, okay, good. There we go. I love that. There we go. Thank God you're back. No, thank God you're listening. <laughs> thank God, thank God you're listening. I think here? it's good. My wife and I wanted children, but we're not so blessed. We are older, but would give all for the opportunity. We're destroyed every time we hear a story of abandonment or worse, infant murder, abortion. Now commercials, please, so I can bring in some firewood. (laughs) I think I know who that is. (laughs) Uh, Preach it. Balls aren't allowed in pulpits, evidently. Please keep up the truth, Eddie. This is great stuff. Wow, this is uh, re-slowly or just keep. COVID's... Movid cocktail neutralize the big bald failed weapon. Dr. Peter McCullough said the boogie buggy starts in the nose two to four days. Catch it before it moves to the lungs. Thank you. Hello, OSHA, oregano oil. <laughs> what have I been doing the entire time? I take vitamins, OSHA. I mean, I touch counters. I don't wash my hands that often. You know, I pick my nose. Yeah, I do lots of things. I'm not worried about germs. Because I was stewed in liquid. What did he say? George Carlin. (laughs) We used to swim in the Hudson River. Oh, murder, Mike. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is also an election fraud denier. There you go. Please, God, did you reconcile? uh, Praise God. Did you reconcile with your wife? Me too, brother. Me too. Oh, this is great. Look at these guys. Uh, you are wrong. Some people do care about your problems. They pray to God that he will protect you and your family. I'll continue to do so because I believe you should continue to speak truth to power. Oh, thanks. That was a good one. Hmm. I, I don't think I meant that. I think you meant generally, not that was people me, in yeah. your life who are The city is what it is best because our citizens are also what they are. That was Plato. The city is what it is because our citizens are what they are. One of the things I say a lot, of, I'm, I say it all the time. It is what it is. It is what it is. Or so what? Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. What are you going to do about it? That's the way it is. It is what it is. Figure it out. Figure out a way to beat it, attack it, get past it, conquer it. Right? It's like you've got a big problem standing in front of you. What are you going to do about it? Okay? How are you going to deal with it? How are you going to move through that? How are you going to move forward? How are you going to jump ahead? How are you going to do these things? Okay? It's critical. That's how America used to confront its problems. <laughs> Did yeah, I got a problem? What am I going to do about it? Yep. Yeah. Hi, Eddie. You, my brother, have been touched by the spirit. I've noticed a definite positive shift in your tone and priorities over the past month. Keep the faith, brother. Stay strong. I have. You know what? The other thing, too, I appreciate that, Tom. The, the other thing that for me, I know what's real and I know what needs to be a priority. I think that has been a big thing for me. What's real and what needs to be prioritized. 
From Desivere's the new Zyklon B. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Death abounds when given that poison. Wow. My gym partner had received the booster on Friday, had a stroke on Saturday, and was hospitalized with brain clots in the brain. Left side of the brain swollen led to her right side being paralyzed. On Monday, tests showed clots in the brain, lungs, and heart. She was declared brain dead. Enough said right there. I believe her, right? How do I pray for you, your family, and all at the Kiva? You are a light in the darkness, and you know what that means. That's right. Like all these people, the devil's got to go put out the light. Put it out. Put it out. Right? Why is anybody asking who, what is the idiot judge? I put this guy on an ankle bracelet and put him back in our community to commit crime again and possibly injure or kill the cop when captured. So glad you were back on the air. Missed you all. So glad you were safe and sound as well. Good new year to you all. 94% of COVID cases in Germany are fully vaxxed. OSHA, like you said, and pop raw garlic like Mentos. I don't know if you want to do the garlic stuff, but I would definitely go oregano oil. All right, Murder Mike, uh, let's check in on uh, the last 24 hours, sir. You've got a prepared report. I've asked uh, Murder Mike to come into the uh, studio, and I think it's uh, important. Biden administration boots more than 200 Marines over COVID vaccine mandate. There you go. That's uh, that's just coming in. Thanks, Sean, uh, for that uh, late news. Just coming in. All right. Lay it on us, Murder Mike. Oh, this is hard to follow. I mean, that, that was such a moving first hour. I don't know if I can even. Well, an hour and 38 minutes. Or hour and 33 minutes. There you go. Exact. I, was, I was so riveted. I got here and forgot my, my script. I had to go back home and get it. Oh, oh do you have it? <laughs> yeah, got it finally. Oh, there. I walked in the door with All it again. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, good evening, Dow. Good evening, Eddie. And good evening, everybody. We're leaving off tonight's report with yet another homicide in Albuquerque. Sometime after 6.30 p.m. last night, officers responded to a domestic dispute in the 2500 block of Los Compadres Northwest. That is slightly just east of Uri and Lodera. Upon arrival, they discovered a deceased adult male with multiple gunshot wounds. In addition, there, the officers on the scene saw what appeared to be a device in the front seat of his car, so they had to call a bomb squad. I guess it turned out to be nothing, but they were... that. In, that wasn't in the news, but that's what happened. Uh, the, fe- the female half of the domestic disturbance is currently being held for questioning in the incident. However, no charges have been filed, and APD's homicide detectives will be, con- will be conducting the investigation. And then I was out last night on patrol, cruising the war zone and seeing what I could dig up, and I was happened to be on the scene when a New Mexico State police officer initiated a high-risk traffic stop in front of the Cinnamon Tree Apartments on Central, that's just east of Louisiana. The state police officer witnessed a rolling domestic dispute, called for backup, and then lit up the vehicle. When the vehicle pulled over, the driver, who was armed and possibly intoxicated, exited the vehicle, assaulted the officer, and went for the officer's gun. Several of the officers took the suspect down and placed him into custody. So he was taken into MDC, where he was booked, on a variety of charges, including battery on a state police officer. Moving to statistics overnight, there were 12 shots fired calls, seven domestic disputes, four DWI arrests, and four structure fires. And there were three down and outs, three drunk, and three drunken disorderly calls. Additionally, two drug overdoses were reported, four suicide threats, five disturbance calls, and six assaults. Three were in the downtown area, and one occurred at the Woodmark Hotel. 
And finally, around 2.46 this morning, a carjacking at gunpoint occurred at a local hotel. The suspect was described, believe this, the suspect was described as a 16-year-old Hispanic male who was armed with a large caliber handgun. I guess he got the, the, the victim's car, and, and that was the last that was seen of it. So that's kind of a quick look at what happened last night. It was kind of a strange night because I was out and about and, and just cruising the, the war zone in the hood. But I saw <laughs> the international I, district. I'm sure you mean. Oh, why yeah. don't you get uh, Why don't you get a Prius or something? <laughs> I had it. Well, no, no, that's okay. Yeah. My, uh, my, Langston still has the Prius. So I wonder if uh, wonder if he still needs it. Uh, no, I, I like my van. It's ghetto. You know, I, I, one, one door isn't quite the same color as the rest, so I can go in any or area. Or you have town. like one door primered? <laughs> it was that way with a dent on the side. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it works good. I can go right down Pennsylvania in the 300 block of Pennsylvania, and nobody pays attention to me. So it's a, it's my, my ghetto mobile. So. <laughs> ghetto mobile. Yeah, Chris has got antennas all over it, so that people don't know what to say. Do you know where the ghetto Smiths is? The, the ghetto Smiths. Uh, you got me on that one. Really? Uh, yeah. Lay it on the ghetto. I'm afraid, uh, not an avid uh, Kiva listener there. Uh, should we get to the uh, Glenn Maxwell stuff? Uh, we'll do that uh, right after a uh, break. And, uh, you know, we got to, I want to get to that leadership article, which is something that was uh, written a year ago. And I want to see how that stands up against MLG, which uh, I think is uh, pretty important right now. I got to tell you, I, you know, if you're willing to step up to the plate, if you are somebody who uh, is feeling moved and you need to do something about the current situation, I, I text me, call me uh, directly. Uh, there's no doubt that I'll be able to give you more insight than uh, anybody else. 542 back and forth. Thanks, everybody, for listening. The best website and app for radio is abq.fm. Over 60 stations to choose from, including classic rock, grunge, R&B, country, new wave, trance, even faith and gospel, all at abq.fm on your mobile device or computer. This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pavlos Panagopoulos and his team a call at 505 828 4068 or his website, myfinancialsense.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satera Advisor Networks, and Satera Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Call 505 828 4068. You trusted your home or business security to the local company with an armed response. They sold out, and now you got selected. Now your security is on the brink of being bought out by a national corporate giant. I'm Aaron Jones, owner of International Protective Service, IPS. IPS isn't for sale. I'm invested here and care about your home and business security like it's my own. Let the highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols of IPS protect what's yours. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. 
Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. In most cases, recovery of your stolen vehicle is not the reunion you had hoped it would be. It may have been trashed, torched, contaminated by toxic chemicals and more, or used to commit additional crimes. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device prevents theft in the first place. 505-550-4994. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 11.30 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171. or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. The Rock of Talk is now available on Roku. Just go to search on your Roku device and type in The Rock of Talk. Then download and enjoy. Watch the show live, on demand, get the top 10 news of the day, or watch any of our weekend shows on demand. Pet Food Gone Wild and Rio Ranchos Pampers Pets, all-natural wet and dry pet foods, tasty treats, and supplements, too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, ready to answer all your questions about healthy pet foods and treats. Pet Food Gone Wild provides grooming and makes every visit fun and easy with the Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card. 5% off at checkout. Pet Food Gone Wild keeps pets happy. Mobile offers at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer. Pets. When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. All right, uh, back here, 547. Hey, Murder Mike, we're, we're back. We're back. You got to gotta keep those headphones on there, young man. Murder Mike's just telling me an interesting story that... Oh, yeah. um, you want to uh, share? When he was 19 and irresponsible. <laughs> oh. 
I think that was the name of his year, right? <laughs> irresponsibility. The year of living irresponsibly. Although Michael did a lot of irresponsibility. He wasn't just 19. He, 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 made, he made mistakes even well into his 20s, 30s. And still doing so. <laughs> so do you want to hear the article that I posted um, for Thanksgiving last year? And I also posted it for Easter. Eastern Thanksgiving 2020. I want you to see how well this is held up. And Murder Mike, you're welcome to comment uh, on this as well. It says, Dear New Mexicans, you fear we are in the midst of a crisis. Sadly, I must confirm your fear to an extent it is true that we are in the midst of a crisis. It is not the crisis you have been led to believe, and we have brought some of it on ourselves. We, the citizens of the land of enchantment, are in a crisis of leadership. It is not a new problem either, but the current circumstances have brought it to the fore, if not the focus. I would suggest that the reason we can't bring the cause of our crisis into focus is we have accepted a false characterization of politics in our fair state. We like to think we are like the rest of the country and having a bipartisan government. We have elections. Some members of the minority party win positions. There are some communities where the minority party holds local control, and uh, we call that bipartisan. But our state government isn't bipartisan. Partisan politics in Santa Fe is pervasive and casts a pall over our entire state, negating most local power. That creates a dysfunctional dynamic at the root of our leadership problem. Before my assessment is dismissed as uh, rantings of a lone wolf conspiracy theorist, I'll tell you that I'm not alone. There are many voices in the state raising similar concerns. The fact that they are so easily muted in the political debate is in fact a primary piece of evidence that my premise is correct. How the muting occurs is not my focus, however, of this Returning to my main point, I would suggest our state government dysfunction has been growing for decades. Reviewing some legislative history may help shine a light on how our government has evolved. Forty years ago, representatives from both parties formed a coalition and ousted the sitting Speaker of the House. The new Speaker, also from the majority party, appointed a committee chairman from both sides of the aisle. That coalition led to a House-passed proposed legislation. Senate to the Senate comprises... Compromises on issues were made, and final bills went to the governor to be signed. Everybody did their job in good faith. That is the way bipartisan government is supposed to work. By contrast, a few years ago, for the first time in 60 years, in fact, the minority political party in our state won a majority of the seats in our House of Representatives. It lasted for one term. Two years. Two short years been alleged that because of the minority party's failings in the house the legislature failed to accomplish important work during that period but it is in fact that the house passed well over 100 proposed pieces of legislation sent them to the majority party's controlled senate to be addressed and the leadership of the senate prevented those bills michael sanchez from being reported out of committee for consideration in many cases committee chairmen who were appointed by the majority party's leader in the senate didn't allow the proposals to be brought up to the committee proceedings period to me, it sounds like the House did its job and the Senate didn't. That is New Mexico partisan politics. How did it come to this? How has our state's political environment deteriorated so far? I suspect the genesis may actually be partially attributable to the events 40 years ago. But again, that's not my focus. What is, and what's unfortunate, it's due to this deterioration in our political environment, many of our current government leaders have marinated in the poisonous juices of disdain for those outside of their own party for years. 
That is not only a recipe for partisan government, it's a recipe for bad leadership. For if you are close to considering the opposition's positions, you build potentially dangerous bias into your decision-making. And if you don't think this is significant, let's look at the consequence of our most recent legislation. As a result, the actions of our legislature, with both houses controlled by the state's majority party and our governor, also a member of the majority party, we citizens are facing an increase in the state budget from 6.4 to 7.7 billion dollars, 16.8 percent increase year over year. We were told this was justified because we could covered by a budget surplus, which surplus was due to increased revenues associated with the performance of a strong oil industry. However, the surplus actually wasn't sufficient to cover all the new expenditures. So a tax increase was also required in Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's administration. Additionally, a significant amount of legislation included in the output of this session is designed to kill the oil industry within 20 years. In fact, that is the bill that was passed and signed by the governor. Remember Republicans who signed on with that? There are minority voices warning that it was imprudent to use short-term windfall from a volatile industry which you plan to abolish as quickly as possible to justify committing the long-term expenditures. They were ignored. Partisanship ruled the session. All the Democrats got all their stuff. So along comes a crisis, and it's still not the one you were thinking of, which is COVID at this time. The bottom has dropped out of the oil market. The golden goose that was necessary to support the poorly conceived spending increases has died far earlier than planned. We're looking to have a call, a special legislative session, and the cause of this catastrophe is outside of our control. Russia and OPEC are having a spat over oil production, and there's not much anyone in Russia and OPEC can do about it. A special session means you have expenses to pay when the problem is we don't have the money to begin with. It also means allowing the same partisans who made poor decisions during the first session to try and undo the fiscal mess that they had created. Only we had a leader who could have seen that committing the entire surplus and then some to ongoing new programs wasn't a good idea. If only we had a leader who could see beyond the political capital that could be generated by spending it all. If only we had a leader who had instead chosen not to commit us, the citizens of the state, to pay for these projects. Maybe with the expense of a special session, some of the poor decision-making could be reversed, but maybe there's a complication. We have heard we have ourselves a good old-fashioned pandemic. You know the one, COVID-19. Our governor has issued a statewide stay-at-home order. It seems our state constitution may not allow a special session to occur while complying with that order, and did not, even the Supreme Court ruled. Nor should it. Carrying a debate requires communication, even amongst partisans. Most of what we communicate comes not through the words, but through nonverbal aspects of interaction, such as tone, inflection, facial expressions, and body posture. These are lost to one degree or another with all communication at a distance and through Zoom calls. And now, from generalities to specifics and to the situation which is currently causing so much fear in our state, our governor's response to COVID-19 has been to issue a stay-at-home order. In so doing... She failed to meet her leadership responsibilities to the citizens of New Mexico. I'd attribute her failure in part to the dysfunctional partisan political think, which is so pervasive in our higher levels of government. It allows her to discount options and opinions coming from other political rivals too easily. I also believe she isn't looking beyond the information being given to her regarding the potential impact of the virus and placing it in a proper perspective relative to the multitude of other elements that contribute to our New Mexico society. I would suggest on the legislative front, she needs to call the special session. Charge the two chambers with cutting the budget by 40%. I would also urge her and Mayor Keller to cut the state and city employees by the same proportion as the private sector has suffered. To facilitate this, she needs to rescind the restrictions of the stay-at-home order as it might apply to the session. The members of the two houses are presumably adults and capable of taking appropriate precautions to conduct business while minimizing their own risk. Now, for the rest of us, extending the stay-at-home order indefinitely? 
as she seems willing to do, I believe we're still in a state of emergency, by the way, as of today, is not a solution. It's costing jobs and businesses, and the longer it's kept in place, the greater the losses will be. As a consequence, it is going to cause social costs and disruptions of families. We've seen that. And emotional and health tolls that will be felt in the state for years. Make no mistake, using people's fears to justify imposing such measures is not leadership. The governor keeps saying that we must accept strict compliance with her directive because it is unacceptable for one person to die from COVID-19 who might not have. Exactly the same logic can be used to justify banning private cars so not one more person dies in an auto accident who might not have. Now, before you claim that the two are different, consider the facts. We know that most people who get in a private car will not die. Just as we know most people who contract COVID-19 will not either. We know that some people will die from both. We all allow people to drive anyway, but we recommend they observe precautions, such as driving the speed limit or buying a safer car or staying at home, and we are supposed to incarcerate people who recklessly endanger others. We know that there are precautions we can take to limit the risk from COVID-19, such as, I guess, wearing a mask and gloves in public or maintaining social distancing or staying at home. We are adults enough to make the decision about driving, then why does the governor get to make the decision regarding COVID-19? We would not accept her infringing on our freedom if she attempted to place the ban on driving, so why should we accept her judgment regarding any stay-at-home order? And for those who say, aren't things terrible in New York City? Sure. But that is not terribly relevant to discussing New Mexico's situation. New York City has a population of approximately 8.4 million, living in an area of 302 square miles. Mexico has a population of only 2.1 million living in an area of 121,000 square miles. New York City has a 98-story residential building. Amongst multiple buildings over 50 stories, New Mexico has one 22-story building. That means in New Mexico, we have one quarter of the population spread over 400 times the space. The solution to maintaining social distancing in New Mexico is very different than what will work and didn't work in New York City. Now, of course, there's a flip side of the governor's not one death might have been prevented argument. Who will you give the right to decide who will die? I admit I don't have the right, but every governor in the country, whether they are conscious of it or not, makes exactly the decision when they address health care and countless other issues under their control. Every decision that allocates funds to one priority and not another has the potential to impact someone in a life or death matter. Part of the job, we should get to elect governors who will make decisions in an adult manner and not like a spoiled child loose in a candy store or worse, like a frightened child. Brave times require courage from leaders and citizens alike. When he accepted the position of prime minister in 1940, Sir Winston Churchill could have saved the lives of thousands of British military and civilians who would die continuing the fight against Germany. But he could have capitulated. What would the cost have been? We think we know. The benefit of hindsight, he had no way to be certain. However, when the new prime minister first spoke to Parliament then May, he clearly understood the gravity of the decision, and he told them and the British citizens, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. But there was something just important he didn't tell them. He didn't tell them to go and hide in their homes, nor did they. Here's a final observation regarding the stay-at-home order. How exactly do you decide which essential businesses should remain open? The fact is nothing is essential until you need it. Air isn't essential until you're hypoxic. Water isn't essential until you're dehydrated. Food isn't essential until you're hyperglycemic. A plumber isn't essential until your toilet backs up. A dentist isn't essential until you have an abscess tooth. A new car isn't essential until the old one breaks down. Your elective joint replacement isn't essential until the pain and debility cause you to fail, fall, trying to go to the bathroom, and the intracranial hemorrhage from hitting your head kills you. A new recliner isn't essential unless you are spending hours at home because the governor has ordered you to lock yourself in. It's a constantly changing continuum, and the governor doesn't know what your essentials are. In some cases, their failure to recognize yours will kill you, and it has. I certainly as COVID-19, but in such a circumstance, your death won't be counted in the COVID-19 toll, nor will she be held accountable 
There are also problems with their definition of essential. For example, with apologies to the industry, ask yourself the question, how many more people are involved in preparing your food if you get it from a restaurant? I have another essential for you. This is especially true in our interconnected society. Human interaction. Is that essential? It isn't essential unless you want to stay alive, by the way, as we have found. So let's tie all of this together. I'd argue that the impending financial crisis our state is facing is a result of poor leadership. That's been prevented because of the windfall of money from the federal government, right? Economic growth. The financial issues and even housing prices have gone up during COVID-19. Isn't that insane? The financial issues existence is obscured and the potential long-term impact is exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic and the turmoil created by the governor's stay-at-home orders. Her leadership style in particular is inadequate to the task at hand. Her partisan political training allows her to tune out conflicting views from outside her circle of advisors, 27 who have left, and justify forcing New Mexicans to stay at home, thinking she is going to save them. She's apparently too afraid to take responsibility for making the difficult decisions that allow most of us to continue to work and sustain the socioeconomic activities that provide resources we will desperately need if we were to continue responding to these and future challenges. Another leader, coincidentally, a close friend of Churchill's, once told this nation, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. I'd hope that we New Mexicans can stop being fearful. Some damage is irreversibly done, but with good leadership, the damage doesn't have to continue indefinitely. Instead of prolonging her edict, the governor should be developing a process procedure to hasten a return to productive activity for all citizens. In preparing us for that return, we can build on the strategies that have been employed to manage risk in those businesses that have remained open and translate them to many other settings. We can also acknowledge that our unique circumstances dictate that our solution should not be the same as what is done in a place like New York City. Ultimately, success in negotiating these grave times will not be measured by how few deaths are finally contributed, contributed to COVID, but how little we allow these circumstances to damage the fabric of our New Mexican culture. Very profound. How is that held up, Dowd? I would say it's uh, held up quite well. Quite, quite well. Why are people not complaining? Does they, that they ever, does that, or are people complaining, do you, do you find? Fat, drunk, and stupid. I think they, they, they don't think it's going to matter. Apathy. Disheartened, you think? Yeah, disheartened, maybe. Okay. I think cynical. Apathetic. The apathy is they've turned into not caring anymore. Let the government do what it wants. Hmm. Or it's not going to do any good. Some Somehow people have negotiated with themselves thinking that binge watching Netflix and other things like that is really the way to cope. They've used the binge watching as a coping mechanism. Have you noticed that? Indeed. I mean, I think the popularity of, of <clears throat> Netflix and various other, you know, entertainment components and you're never going to be anything if all you ever do is entertain yourself Mm -hmm. i mean that is you can acknowledge that as a fundamental truth at this point you become subhuman in the sense that you 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 only your only concern is for your basic needs shelter and then food and then pleasure but if you're not doing anything and the government isn't really doing anything and you as a person are not doing anything to create that. And you, your expectation is that you're going to keep getting that, even though that you know that you're not going to keep getting that. So you've lost your industriousness. The gravy train's going to continue forever. It's never going to run out of fuel. The gravy train is going to run out of fuel in 2022. I, I, I think so. And the people that are going to be on the hook were the most industrious, productive, and thoughtful 
people. Much like doubt of myself. People who are consistently working, consistently doing, have entertained themselves almost not at all. I'm too busy to do anything. Absolutely. Really am. Most exciting thing I got going coming up in 2022 is coaching my son's basketball team. Because <laughs> I need something to do. I cannot watch. Simply cannot watch TV. I don't know how people can do radio shows on literally something that everyone's binge watched. Mm. I know a lot of people are watching Yellowstone, right? Yellowstone. It's like, oh, they, they feel like they have a sense of purpose. They're running around with T-shirts like they're kids and, and underoos, right? They're like, uh, I'm Beth Dutton or I'm this or I'm that. And like, what? Who's that? Does that have any relevance to life? Does that tell me anything about you? It tells me you like to watch TV. Mm-hmm. Didn't you go out and go do something? Best recruiting ad I ever saw for the military was a Navy ad years ago, and it said, the time has come, and it had a depiction of a young man sitting on a couch or watching the, TV or the bed, and he's watching TV, and he, he kind of lived above a liquor store somewhere. And, and But there was, I forget what the exact language was, but it was something about the time has come to stop watching stories of other men and go out and live your adventure. And it was really, I mean, it was, it just cut me to the bone because I thought, oh, geez, you know, am I living my full potential? I'm not going to join the Navy. I'm probably... 33 years old at this point but i mean i i uh it was i thought it was really really effective you know you couldn't run that ad now this that was probably maybe 15 or 20 years that would be ago. insulting though it, oh yeah it'd be triggering that why do you want people yeah. to go out and risk their lives yeah yeah can't they'd have be that. risking their lives if they decided to go out and make something of yeah, themselves can't have that can't have that that's that's shaming and then not not to mention um you know there's not even at this point <clears throat> what is a country do we know what america is we know what it isn't. Racist, oppressor state, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, can you consider America in the way that it currently is with this level of fighting, the splits between everything? Why, I mean, why would you want to defend a, an institution as evil as America? I mean, ooh. I think people on the right are starting to think about that. And they're starting to like, well, I'll defend Texas. Yeah, right? more local. Yeah. Don't mess with Texas. Yeah. I'll, defend, I'll defend that. I'll, we'll defend New Mexico. That's what we do every single day. People became groups. You had the Hispanic groups, the Black Panthers. People self-organized. They're, that's, they're, yeah, they, they decided that they wanted to find an affinity group because they weren't able to stand on their own two feet. Right. So they had to figure out a way of identifying themselves. It's like they couldn't come out until they were part of the LGBTQ community. <laughs> so they had to create a community so more people could come out. Right. There you go. That's I've known many people who were homosexual who became heterosexual again. Neighborhoods quit being neighborhoods. They became groups of people, and the neighbors quit talking to each other. And the, the whole fabric of society. Just well, why would you down. talk to somebody when when everyone is dressing themselves in material uh, creature comforts, which they have used to define their identity? Right. I don't need to know who you are, because you're telling me through your conspicuous consumption. <laughs> you're telling me what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? I think that's a fair. Well, you're also enjoying the narcissism of social media which is you get that dopamine hit when somebody likes your post or somebody thumbs up some photograph where you're looking really cute in that day, you know, your hair. Your uh, altered photographs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Filtered and absolutely. I don't don't use any filters on the, on the Instagram. By the way, I've, I've changed my uh, orientation over the last uh, couple of days on the um, Instagram post, changed all that stuff. So that's kind of gone, uh, gone by the wayside. I noticed that there was a tremendous amount of moping, going on a collective malaise of moping 
everyone. No, really, you could feel it. Like, no, I'm serious. It's like a, a feeling like, oh, uh, uh, yeah. and I'm going in there to like read affirmations and like people are like, oh, you know, I'm going through this. I'm going like, okay, we're all going through stuff. But it's two, two years of this COVID crap. Right. You know, <laughs> you're going to go through some stuff. It's not going to help if we're all just, I mean, it will make you depressed. Like, why are you getting depressed? Because you're reading depressing things. <laughs> yes. That's why. Like when the, and nobody's the, out there living their life, doing their stuff no, anymore. No, no, no. They're, they're doing what the government's telling them to do. They're doing what their, their, their boss, their work is telling them to do. Ultimately, when it all comes down is that you ask them, well, did you, did you live your own life? Did you make your own decisions? Well, I got the job, I got the jab to keep my job. When did two weeks to flatten the curve become three jabs to keep your job? Yeah. You're not living your own life. If you don't want to get the jab, that's entirely your choice. Now people are getting kicked out of the, the Marines. 200 Marines get kicked out because they didn't want to take the vax. Uh -huh. Good on them. Do you think those guys will still stand up for their country? <laughs> Do they have a country to stand up for when everyone's kowtowing to the government? And by the way, just in case you don't understand this very fine point, the government is not the United States of America. Understand that. The government is run by people who have an agenda. Yes, yes. And that is not the United States of America. They don't represent our founding fathers. They tried to tell you mistruths and other various things. Sure, they'll, you know, paint the town red, white, and blue on certain days and give people a, you know, a mandatory day off. You know, when I was growing up already in the yes. late 50s and stuff, there was a different kind of the whole scenario was different. I mean, he grew up under Eisenhower, uh, Kennedy, the whole thing. It, the, it, I, it's hard to explain, but, you know, you, I'd walk to church on Sunday. We'd leave our house open. Oh, yeah. The neighbors would, would you know, yeah. the, it was a neighborhood. It was, it was family. It was tradition. It was, a cop would pass, yeah. you know, young men with rifles walking down the road, and he'd say, hey, guys, hope you, hope you bag some birds out there in the woods. Yeah. I mean, it would be federal investigation now. You yeah, know now I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. You're walking down the street with an M14. You get drawn on. But. No, it's the Gestapo. Yeah. Those are the we, – we had a very interesting statistic that came out, right, Dad? Well, uh, was it 80% of the, the people who were going to – call the cops or call the right, right, authorities right. on you for not following this yep, or yep. doing that Democrats. Yep. Yep. Overwhelmingly mm -hmm. Democrats uh, were, were, they were, I think it was three times likelier than conservatives to report something offensive on social media. And there was substantially more support for penalizing employees, employers penalizing their workers because of something they did on their private social media account. I, I don't have a story about that, ladies and gentlemen. I can't relate to anything like that happening to me in late 2018. Yeah. 2018 but uh, we, we won't go down that path again. But I think, Eddie, what you were saying before was really uh, interesting about you know breaking people up. Well, what Mike was saying is that the social fabric collapsed mm -hmm. or, or faded away. It didn't happen overnight. It began collapsing. Yeah. yeah. But now, not only do you not have those connections in neighborhoods and families have broken up and, and some families move away, some families just, you know, marriages break up and kids don't take care of their parents. Um, they let Medicare and Medicaid do that. But in a sense, we were perfectly positioned for the stimmy payments and the, and the streaming services yes. because the, because we had broken up so much. We'd become yes. so yes. atomistic, basically. Right, right. And, but we didn't have years ago we didn't have netflix to stream into our home a billion different shows and we didn't have the stimmy payments and 
I, I always go back to Howard Beale and, and, and Network because Network, the, yeah. the famous speech, of course, which I don't think is it's been overused. It's the second speech he gives, which I think is much more gets to the core what Patty Chayefsky was trying to say later in the film that not, you know, the mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. That's the sexy one. And we all have the clips for that on social media. The second speech he gave when he talks about everything you do, everything you believe comes out of the tube. And you're starting to think that the tube is real life and you're the fantasy. And he says, we're the fantasy. We're a bunch of circus clowns and, you know, entertainment and Kojak always gets the criminal. You're the real thing. Don't look to us. You're never going to get the truth from us. Go back to yourselves. Go to God. Go to your gurus. Go to yourselves because you're never going to get the truth from us. And and he just got it. I mean, this is something that was written in the mid-1970s, and we're living it almost moment by moment now in, in 2021. Uh, scary, scary prescient. Um, I think that is the stronger speech than the, than the matter of hell because he really calls people out. What you see on the screen, the you think is real life, and you think your own life yeah. is not real anymore. That's the death of democracy speech, I believe. I believe that? so. Okay, let me see if we can pull that up now. I think that's that's uh, better. I think there's probably um, let's see. Obviously, we know the we know the we know the other one, but this yep. is the one where he's. Taken I mean, the out. whole movie's brilliant, but or I just think this, out, the second speech is too overlooked. And and that's the one where he's taken out. Shot, yep. right? Okay. So I think that this is it. Let's go to it. I got up here and asked you people to stand up and fight for your heritage, and you did, and it was beautiful. Six million telegrams were received at the White House. The Arab takeover of CCA has been stopped. The people spoke. The people won. It was a radiant eruption of democracy. But I think that was it, fellas. That sort of thing is not likely to happen again. Because at the bottom of all our terrified souls, we know that democracy is a dying giant, a sick, sick, dying, decaying political concept writhing in its final pain. I don't mean that the United States is finished as a world power. The United States is the richest, the most powerful, the most advanced country in the world, light years ahead of any other country. And I don't mean the communists are going to take over the world because the communists are deader than we are. What is finished is the idea that this great country is dedicated to the freedom and flourishing of every individual in it. It's the individual that's finished. It's the single solitary human being that's finished. It's every single one of you out there that's finished. Because this is no longer a nation of independent individuals. It's a nation of some 200-odd million transistorized, deodorized, whiter-than-white, steel-belted bodies, totally unnecessary as human beings, and as replaceable as piston rods. Well... The time has come to say, is dehumanization such a bad word? Because good or bad, that's what is so. The whole world is becoming humanoid, creatures that look human but aren't. The whole world, not just us, we're just the most advanced country, so we're getting there first. The whole world's people are becoming mass-produced, programmed, numbered, insensate things. There it is. 
pretty close to everything. Okay, I, I, just like sent, I just sent you the, the speech. That's the third speech. What we want is the second speech. Okay. It's where he says, turn off your TVs. And it, uh, it, it's, it's just it's beyond brilliant. I just sent you the link to it. Um, in fact, I think there's some history website. Um, this tube is the gospel, the ultimate revelation. This tube can make or break presidents, popes, prime ministers. This tube is the most awesome GD force in the whole godless world. And woe to us if it ever falls into the hands of the wrong people. <laughs> uh, so you listen to me, listen to me. Television is not the truth. Television's an amusement park. Television is a circus, a carnival, a traveling troupe of acrobats, storytellers, dancers, singers, jugglers, sideshow freaks, lion tamers, and football players. We're in the boredom killing business. So if you there want the truth, right, go to go. God. Here we go. Let's, let's, <laughs> He'll do it better than I will. Yeah, let's, let's go to uh, Howard Bill. George Ruddy was the chairman of the board of the Union Broadcasting Systems, and he died at 11 o'clock this morning of a heart condition, and woe is us. We're in a lot of trouble. So, a rich little man with white hair died. What has that got to do with the price of rice, right? And why is that woe to us? Because you people and 62 million other Americans are listening to me right now. Because less than 3% of you people read books. Because less than 15% of you read newspapers. Because the only truth you know is what you get over this tube. Right now, there is a whole, an entire generation that never knew anything that didn't come out of this tube. This tube is the gospel the ultimate revelation. This tube can make or break presidents, popes, prime ministers. This tube is the most awesome goddamn force in the whole godless world. And woe is us if it ever falls into the hands of the wrong people. And that's why woe is us that Edward George Ruddy died. Because this company is now in the hands of CCA, the Communication Corporation of America. There's a new chairman of the board, a man called Frank Hackett, sitting in Mr. Ruddy's office on the 20th floor. And when the 12th largest company in the world controls the most awesome goddamn propaganda force in the whole godless world, who knows what shit will be peddled for truth on this network. So you listen to me. Listen to me. Television is not the truth. Television is a goddamn amusement park. Television is a circus, a carnival, a traveling troupe of acrobats, storytellers, dancers, singers, jugglers, sideshow freaks, lion tamers, and football players. We're in the boredom-killing business. So if you want the truth, go to God. Go to your gurus. Go to yourselves. Because that's the only place you're ever going to find any real truth. But man, you're never going to get any truth from us. We'll tell you anything you want to hear. We lie like hell. We'll tell you that uh, Kojak always gets the killer and that nobody ever gets cancer in Archie Bunker's house. And no matter how much trouble the hero is in, don't worry. Just look at your watch. At the end of the hour, he's going to win. We'll tell you any shit you want to hear. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds, 
We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You ate like the tube. You raise your children like the tube. You even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, that, that is uh, a better speech. That is not the speech that um, people often go to. Mm-hmm. I think it's always uh, as mad as hell and uh, not going to take it. Uh, how much TV do you watch there, young man? Uh, probably a lot more than I should. A lot of news, but uh, yeah. believe it or not. <laughs> you believe the news? No, that's why I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I watch the news because I know what they're broadcasting and whatever they report, mm-hmm. and I know after know the story is different, I can I can kind of say, oh, yeah, that's it's a weird it's a weird way of um, phrasing things, but yeah. I focus, believe it or not, I'm watching The Walking Dead for the second series in a row, and I love it. <laughs> I know, is that the zombie movie? Yeah. Oh. Pure entertainment. The, the people, you know, blood and gusset and gore, and, you know, it's just, it's just a, one of those things. Keeps me occupied when I'm not listening to Ghost to Coast and uh, <laughs> at night, which I do every night when I'm like, Every night. On. Well, you call me when uh, it's not... Uh, we got our signal back, so we're good at that, and that's good. And tomorrow will be our final broadcast of the year, of course, because last time we can broadcast will be full, be, be live, and I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, I've been meaning to ask you about our, our friend coming in from, was it Oklahoma he had to pick up the transmitter? and JP was the okay. hero of the day. Yeah. Uh, JP uh, trekked all the way to uh, uh, Oklahoma to get a 3,000 uh, watt transmitter that only transmits 1,000 watts. So we're at one-tenth the power. Okay. Um, but uh, at least we're on the air, and people can pick us up in the city limits. So you know it's it's tough, but we're gonna, you know got to do all the things that we need to do to make it make it right. It's just <clears throat> not a whole lot we could do. That's uh, what happens. Uh, the transmission though is uh, is here. All right, back to wrap up the show and re-return. Uh, good stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll take your calls if you want to call in or anything else. I'll read your text uh, as well. Five fifty fifty five hundred. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. 
Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center. From oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road, JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Rancho, pampering your pets with a full self-serve dog wash. Pet Food Gone Wild, two stations for one to three dogs at a time. Cats, too. Oh, and ask for the grooming club card. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, providing natural food and supplements for healthy pets. Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card makes every visit easy. Pet Food Gone Wild, tap to call at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer at pets.theplaceilike.com. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. All right, uh, 626 here in the Kiva. Let's go to today's uh, blast. If you haven't subscribed, by the way, folks, go to www.rockoftalk.chat. Uh, make sure that uh, you guys become subscribers. And we're going to give this uh, the last uh, last rundown here. Uh, with everything to uh, D. Dowd Muska here, the, uh, the you know you go with the birthdays. Take us through Dowd uh, what you release every single day. Yeah, uh, well, of course, this is the Rock of Talk Daily Blast, uh, created by uh, Eddie Aragon and I guess currently cu- curated by D. Dowd Muska. Uh, it waits for you in your inbox, your electronic inbox, at 4 a.m. every morning, and it's just uh, it's kind of what if you 
if you used to subscribe to a newspaper, you'd have that sort of digest or calendar or whatever page where we'd tell you what day of the day of the year it is, how many days are left to go, this day in history. Uh, Eddie started something from day one, this day in music, which is always kind of fun. Um, I'm thinking about maybe adding this day in cinema. Uh, we have news briefs, and then I go out and find 10 uh, New Mexico links, the interesting information that uh, you need to know from all throughout the state. And I also throw in a couple of my own. So it's a good really, it's a good resource. Uh, I get a lot of feedback, and people leave their comments. Uh, Eddie also created from day one the uh, 10 questions of the day. So we, we ask kind of interesting, informative, quizzical questions about uh, relating to the, to, to the each day's list of news and items and things like that. So uh, subscribe at rockoftalk.chat. It's only 19.6 cents a day, ladies and gentlemen. And you get the Daily Blast, but you also get the podcast, the show notes. You get my original investigations and reporting. So much good stuff. So we run down at the end of the show, the top five. Who? Wh- what were the most popular links uh, in the Daily Blast? And today's, I couldn't believe this one, Eddie, number one, and not everything I put in there is uh, good. Sometimes I'm trying to make people aware of nonsense. This was our lovely mayor of the city of Albuquerque releasing a statement following the arson attack at the Islamic Center of New Mexico. Acts like this one that target Albuquerque's Islamic faith community have no place in our city. You know, he's getting up high, uh, high on his high on his horse. Uh, with one voice, Albuquerque clearly reaffirms our support and solidarity with our Muslim community. It uh, seems to me there's still a lot we don't know about what's going on there and whether this amounts to a hate crime, if there's maybe a different story going on. But um, anything that uh, act of violence or vandalism or graffiti that's targeted toward any group that can perceive itself or portray itself as oppressed or a minority or whatever, you know, soy boy Tim is going to go in there and, and, you know, bash Albuquerque, bash New Mexico, bash the country for uh, this epidemic of hate crime that's, that's sweeping uh, our nation. Uh, not really, unfortunately for Tim Keller. But, you know, why let the facts get in your way when you're um, the mayor of a, a city with record-breaking murders? Uh, number two, we don't really have this where I come from, and I'm not saying it's a better or worse place. I'm just saying it's been uh, interesting to try for me to adjust to this. Uh, people shooting guns on New Year's Eve in uh, in the Metroplex. Uh, I guess I've been told by many people through the years this is something you can encounter. Uh, Murder Mike is nodding. He, he, has, uh, he has firsthand witnessed this. Uh, the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office is saying uh, they are going to be staffing up, okay, warning you folks out there, the drunks, the street racers, and people shooting their guns into the air tomorrow night, Christmas Eve. Uh, they're going to be out looking for you. So I don't know. Some communities in America, you probably don't have to issue this warning, but apparently in the Metroplex, in the in the 505, you, you do have to. Uh, Michael is nodding his head. This this is a real phenomenon in, in New Mexico. Uh, number three, most clicked story. This is from KOB, a local affiliate here. Not all that often that I link to the mainstream media, but this was a straight up story. Hundreds of employees at Sandia National Laboratories and folks. Uh, we did a television forum a couple months ago on this. Some of the Sandia people showed up for that. Fascinating uh, description by one of the Sandia employees saying that the vaccination, uh, if you lose your job, if there's some disruption in your job, a lot of these scientists and computer tech guys, physicists, chemists, uh, they work on long-term projects that go years and years and years. Uh, the idea that you would be disrupted somehow or people would be booted out of a project that requires their expertise over lengthy periods of time, um, there's a national security question uh, involving, because of course, Sandia, the engineering uh, national lab for our nuclear bombs and I'm a big supporter of nuclear bombs. I think we need a nuclear deterrent in our country. I'm, I, and the men and women who guard us via our nuclear umbrella, I, I commend them for their service. Anybody messes with the U.S., they're going to have, uh, what is it, bright skies and in a, a temperature of over 3,000 degrees. So a lot of good men and women working on the nuclear security enterprise. Uh, at Sandia, they're not so happy about the 
quote-unquote vaccination mandate. They've been threatened by uh, terminations recently, as soon as January 4th. So attorney Anna Garner, who has appeared on this uh, program numerous times, she is representing them and uh, suing. She says it's illegal and unconstitutional, and she's trying to represent those employees. Now, if you've been following the cases all over the country, you know, we get good news here and bad news there. It's kind of all over the map. Um, we, course, of course, wish our... Uh, our refuseniks. Remember the Cold War when they used to have the refuseniks? We wish our refuseniks well. Uh, these are simply people who are acknowledging the real science as opposed to the political science. Uh, big story here. I know uh, Michael across the way from me is really going to love this. Uh, new Popeye's location opening in the City of Vision. Uh, it's going to be uh, at the intersection of uh, Southern Boulevard and 528 up in Rio Rancho. Uh, Michael, I know you're a big fan of Popeye's. Um, <laughs> for some reason, that was our fourth most popular story in today's Daily Blast. People love their Popeye's. Good Louisiana uh, kitchen, uh, chicken, uh, kitchen chicken. So uh, good, good for Popeye's. Uh, you know, it's not often we see a lot of businesses opening in New Mexico. And finally, something that Michael, I'm sure, will have a comment on our parks. We have, uh, let's see. Terrible crime in many of our parks. We have litter in our parks. We have needles in our parks. We have homeless people in our parks. The city is boasting that it's going to be, uh, of course, in the city's words, investing. They never say spending your money, but investing nearly $800,000 into park safety. Now, that's going to involve increasing the presence of security officers to deter unsafe activities as well as vandalism. And $600,000 has been allocated to hire up to 10 more security officers who will be dedicated to parks around the city. Um, you know, listen, I wish it well, but again, we, we have a, a lot of dysfunction in the city. And, I, I, you know, can you really expect $800,000 more spending going to really turn things around, Michael? I mean, it's no. these are shooting galleries. This is homeless no. encampments. It's uh, they, look at look at Los Altos Park. Have you seen Los Altos Park? No, they don't even know what the heck they're doing over there. He has no. They have no clue whatsoever. No, we got a couple of phone calls. People who want to talk. I didn't. I guess they wanted to connect. You want to? You guys want to connect with anybody? Sure. And that was just our fifth most popular of the day. Uh, subscribe at rockoftalk.chat. There we go. Interesting. Every day, uh, Steve texted in. He says he subscribed. And I paid for the subscription. I love the variety of articles. I also like to write my opinions in the comment section. Steve, you're you're a great guy. Uh, we appreciate We're get your feedback, every Steve. Thank single you. person. Let's get everybody on board. Get as many people. Buy a gift subscription for somebody for a month or two. Give the gift. It keeps on giving every day at 4 a.m. All right. Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, addressing a question that you asked. Yes. And, uh, How are you, sir? Happy Happy New Year. Happy... Happy everything to you, Dave. Dave is, uh, Dave is truly, I'm very thankful for Dave, regardless of whether or not he, you know, I'm so thankful for Dave, the things that he even, he was our, our guy who was constantly watching 770 during the mayoral election. I mean, the guy is just, and he, he does get upset. He did, he gets angry and you know, that's fine. He, you know, but he's human. So, yes, we all are. But Dave is uh, always yeah, went above and beyond uh, for the Rock of Talk in 2021. And he gets, but and he gets angry, and sometimes he has to take it out on me. Sometimes and I'm totally cool with that because I really feel like, what are what are friends for, right? Right, right, Mike. Right. But there you go. <laughs> I know Dave's still going to listen. I know people are still out there. We just don't care. We're just, we're gonna, we all get along. All right, if you Dave, jump on my case every once in a while, Eddie. I would be kind of worried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really you would know that I wouldn't care. Yes, I would. Yeah, and. Uh, and and I do. All right. Dave, lay it on us. What do you got? Well, I've added a couple more things to the list. First of all, I'm not taking it out on you. I'm, there's a method to my, my madness. It I, might I knew it. Appear, it might appear as it's 
being taken out on you. But like I said, it's it, there's a method behind it. We don't need to go into that right now, but okay. uh, just to uh, know that. And uh, that you said that I get angry. And I would say to that is that is the problem that the rest of you. And when I say you, I'm not talking about any specific individual. I'm talking about all of us. Okay. The rest of you, the rest of you don't get angry. That's the problem. Okay. I would agree and, with that. And, and, you're, and you're being taken advantage of mm-hmm. by those that rule you because you're a pushover. And that's how you got yourself into this problem in the first place, because your Declaration of Independence uh, instructed you and authorized you to not be in this position. Bravo. Bravo, Dave. I love that. That's good. I think that's exactly right. Keep going. And uh, some of you may have I I did this with a horse I had as a kid long before I ever saw the meme on the Internet. But uh, you may have seen a meme where a horse is tied to a piece of plastic uh, patio furniture, a plastic chair. Okay. And that's what, the, that's what is keeping the horse in place. Well, you, you know where I'm going with that. Uh, a horse can just walk away and do whatever it wants and throw its head a couple times, and that chair is long gone, and it can go and do whatever it wants. But it, it for some reason, is convinced that uh, that chair is going to hold them there, or that they have to stay there, uh, and that's what the people in this country are to those that rule them. They they are like uh, like what uh, um, like an ant leading a, a person around by a, a leash and the person going along with it. That's what your what your government is. They're a they're a paper tiger, actually. To use okay. that expression. Yeah, I like uh, Pardon. I like and, that. And as long as I'm yeah, I like the as long as I'm dredging up uh, Asian based uh analogies yeah uh, they would be banned by the city of albuquerque uh, that would be correct <laughs> yes the hate crime that yeah. dave is committing by it's even mentioning past, uh, you yes, actually yes. i think even you mentioning or delineating any sort of uh heritage at any point might be just considered hateful. Can, can i agree completely with uh show killer here because I, I as someone who you know anytime government is spending a penny of your dollar a penny of your money ladies and gentlemen <clears> i notice it i notice everything they do i track everything they do I marvel at the 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 ability the um the the apathy that the typical citizen in this uh, state in this country uh that 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 has taken hold of them mm-hmm. um in 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 World War One the the line was lions led by donkeys that the, they were brave Tommies were out going to fight the Hun and they had terrible leadership um I think in America now we're sheep led by donkeys um. When do the sheep decide that they are going to be lions? Because let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if, if 500 people showed up at a city council meeting in this crazy city to say no to something, that would be a, 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 a 11 on the Richter scale change in what the, what the insiders are used to. You know, the, the usual Don Schrader lunatics, the usual dozen people are there. If you had, and I figured out, I figured out one day what one tenth of 1% of the taxpayers of, of, Albuquerque showed up for a city council meeting, you know, what that would amount to. And it would be a sea change. And you've just got to get up and stand up for yourself, your rights, your children's education, the amount of taxes you pay. And I know that I'm I I do this professionally and other people have their jobs and their lives. But the idea that you've been taking a pass on in this on the fight, um, 
2020-2021 have shown you can't take a pass anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be sheep led by donkeys anymore. Be a lion, and maybe uh, we lions need to eat those donkeys. Well, you know what's funny? Let me, and before Short Killer jumps back in, uh, I would say that uh, you've shown exactly what can take a pass, because you have. Uh, everybody out there who hasn't stood up, who's complied, who's taken the vax, uh, you know, you uh, literally are being led to the slaughter. So, and unfortunately, we, uh, the unvaxxed and the people who do not comply and do not follow and are the lions, they're the, we're the first ones they're coming after. When they start carting us off to uh, concentration camps uh, because we refuse to comply with the edicts that they've handed to us because they did it for, quote unquote, our benefit and we didn't listen to things for our benefit, they're going to go ahead and kill us for their benefit. Uh, understand that. And I'm speaking as directly as I possibly can to you. Don't think it's not within the realm of possibility. Look what's happening in Australia. Look what's happening in other other countries uh, right now where people do not comply. They're just disappearing. And once they take the vax, it's like they're dead anyway. So what's the difference? There you go. Some people live to 75 and die at 25. Mm-hmm. Stand up and sure. fight. Uh, keep going, show killer. Sorry. They added a couple more to the list. Uh, first of all, Australia, I saw a piece of video on uh, one of my connections um, page yesterday, and it's probably still available to see the aboriginals, and I mean the aboriginals yesterday, uh, drove a pack of about 30 cops uh, out of the area and behind closed doors uh, by beating them about the heads and shoulders with their hands and with sticks, and then they set fire to the government building, the parliament, parliament building, whatever it was, the head of government in their area. Uh, yet, uh, I saw that yesterday. I saw it on the video. Um, uh, you had, uh, let, me, let me go way, way back so it gets in there. The only reason that I even, uh, and this is super simplified, but the only reason, and that's not entirely true, that I listen and that I call in is because uh, my children were illegally trafficked by your state of New Mexico, as I proved with a unanimous three-judge panel decision at your New Mexico Court of Appeals, uh, saying that, and this is a public person, Judge M. Monica Zamora illegally trafficked my children, and they reversed that trafficking. But that, but, but then John J. Romero Jr. did not yield to what the obvious uh, letter and spirit of the Court of Appeals decision instructed him to do. He ignored that order from a higher court, and I've still never seen my children again, which leads into my response to Happy New Year. And because of that, there is nothing happy about my new year because the state of New Mexico, the individuals that I named and a whole bunch more that I haven't named, illegally trafficked my children, and I proved it in your uh, a court of appeals with a unanimous, not split, a unanimous decision. And that is why there, it is not a happy new year or anything other else happy for me. Thank you. And I appreciate the sentiment, but I, I cannot allow, uh, you, you can't allow someone to beat you and then uh, force you like a beaten woman to pretend as if you weren't beaten. I think you can, everybody can relate to that. And that's what uh, if, if somebody is asking me to be cheerful after what was done to me and my children was done to me and my children, that's like acting like uh, that the, the, this, the classic uh, domestic violence situation where the woman gets beat in private and then 
uh, covers up for it so that nobody knows, that puts on a cheerful face. Uh uh-uh, uh, no way, not playing that game. So back back to what you were talking about. You you had asked the question, uh, why aren't people not resisting, standing up, getting upset, and doing something about it? And 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 you were partially on target. And um, um, you the three of you had discussed how uh, community has been broken down uh, over the years and decades. Community has been broken down, and people are just isolated in their homes watching their television. And that's not just because somebody happened to invent things to entertain you in your home, and you prefer doing that over uh, uh, what you used to do uh, before that was available. That's by design. They planned all of this. Uh, Some of it they may have fallen into serendipitously, but uh, they have planned a lot of it. Uh, putting and entertaining you. I mean, and it's not new. It goes back to what Rome, bread and circuses. It's the same thing now, and that's why people don't uh, come together. Is because they have broken all of the ties that bind us, and that comes from some document you might uh, recognize. But they've broken the connections. Like if you picture a net, the connections go every which direction to the next nearest point. But what they've did is they've cut all those connections. And they've made from from each each one of those points, which is you and me, they've made that line of connection go to Big Brother, to the government, and then back down to the next guy. There's no talking amongst yourselves. You talk up to the government, and then the government talks back down to you, and you don't associate with uh, people like in the form of a net, like I had mentioned. Obviously, that's not uh, 100% true uh, because we do some of that, but we do far less of it than what we need to be doing and what we used to be doing. And that, that's part of the reason. Uh, and another reason is, and, and which ties into that is, uh, why, why, don't, why are there not that many people willing to stand up and sacrifice their job, uh, refusing to take some jab? Why are there not that many of them? Because they, if they don't go to their job, it's not as simple as, well, they won't have income. It's that nobody will come to the rescue and that's an overstatement, but yeah, no, because that's, I said that's, nobody. That's true. They Great don't point. Wanna, yeah, they, they'd rather, they can't even stand up for themselves because they're waiting for somebody else to stand up for them. And I think that's, you know, the spirit of that we approach with the people who need to approach public service. And I don't know if you heard that part of the show, David, but um, there you go. We got it. I heard the, I heard every word of the show. Oh, okay. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily remember that part. Oh, we're talking about people who need to run for office. You know, you can't wait for. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah we're we're being yeah, run by the uh, the the minions in the underbrush uh, right now. Back uh, in the sixties, we had the riots here, and that's the first time I've seen large groups of people. Oh, no one's going to risk themselves. They just don't. I mean, I risk myself every yeah. single day on this radio station and put myself out there. And finally, that's what I was talking to somebody. I was like, why don't you just put yourself out there with all the stuff? I said, okay, but I don't like social media. And they're like, you know what? You gotta you gotta live out loud. You gotta be yourself and. You know, honestly, uh, I think that that's pretty fair, uh, the assessment. David, we love you. Uh, Happy New Year. Call in tomorrow. I know it's not happy, but uh, we are thinking of you. And I look forward to your phone call uh, tomorrow as well. Thanks. All right. Good stuff. The song recorded, by the way, what was this, uh, 54 years ago today. And it is Frankie Sinatra. Back tomorrow, stay tuned, 4 p.m. Friday afternoon, the extravaganza right here in the Kiva. My friend, I'll say it clear, I'll state my case, 
of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full. I traveled each and every highway and more, much more than this. I did it my way. Regrets, I've had a few, but then again, too few to mention. I did what I had to do, saw it through. Without exemption, without exemption, I planned each charted course, each careful step along the byway, and more, much more than this, I did it my way. Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew when I bit off more than I could chew. But through it all, when there was doubt, I ate it up and spit it out. I faced it all and I.